three, two, one, and welcome back everyone to an episode of this week. And today I have got uh, my lovely new guest with me. If you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Nick Gibson. I'm the uh, owner-operator of the Phoenix Press, and I'm also the writer-slash-creator of the comic books Turned Samurai, as well as my new book, Creature. So, obviously, we're like, I've got you here today to talk about your new comics, Creature. So, like, do you want to just give, like, a brief overview to people as to, like, what it what it is? Creature is the tale of a young woman who is forced to take on the mantle of a superhero in order to find justice to her father, who seven years prior was falsely confused of a crime he did not commit. His, you know, his father's only real crime was trying to prevent uh, the project he was on from being perverted into into weapons of mass destruction. And the, the, the corporation is, is highly corrupt, and now she's got to find justice for him, clear his name. But she can't do that as herself. She has to do it as someone else. So, how long have you been working on, like, on, on this... this uh... Uh, comic at the moment then uh, I've had the idea in my head for about oh two years now I initially wrote the script back in December and then we started full production around April of this year and then right now everything's wrapped up I'm just waiting on the, the cover which I should be getting sometime this week so so yeah so pretty much all, <clears throat> all ready for, for, for everyone to read and whatnot by the time this is out, so. Yeah. Hey, ho, like look in the be, description. Uh, <laughs> yep, I'm launching an Indiegogo October uh, 7th, you know, trying to get like a print run going and distribution. And then, uh, but yeah, by the time the campaign launches, the book will be like 100% done. That's, that's awesome. So... <clears throat> I, I like like I was saying to you earlier like I I always wanted to I spoke to like artists before when I wanted to kind of make like I, I always call it knockoff manga what I always <laughs> used to write because like I I'm very specific to like if I wanted it I'm like I want it in the style of manga I'm like I want it like back to front for everyone so that they all get really fucking confused when they open it and it's ruined the spoiler at the first page as they feel um <laughs> how dare you yeah <laughs> But um, <clears throat> like, what's like, what's it like then trying to go through the process? Because you, as you said, like to me earlier, like you're not the the artist of of the work. So like, to actually get an artist and whatnot who's gonna work on this project with you, is it? Well, a lot of it is uh, finding collaborators collaborators that you mesh well with. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I've I've kind of starting to find some people that I work well with. So like the artist who did this, who did the penciling and inking. He's worked on previous projects of mine, and we work kind of well together. You know, like, he has, like, it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, uh, he has some stuff that, like, you know, eccentricities I got to work around. But, like, overall, he's easy to work with. He does really good work. And I'm just, um, I, I like working with him. So, so, so yeah, you know, uh, frequent collaborators are definitely a must. Um, but it's all about finding people you gel with and... You know, just because you don't gel with one person doesn't mean they don't gel with another person. Doesn't mean they're a bad person. Doesn't mean they're an a hole. You know, it's it's you know, say personalities don't mix. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. So <clears throat> you've obviously spent a fair bit of time then working on this, conceptualizing it, thinking about mm -hmm. it, and I'm assuming you must feel pretty dope that it's come to an end and now it's the distribution section of it and it's like the work the, the first the first part of the challenge is over now i made it now i gotta sell it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's 
But hey, I mean, that's what you're doing this kind of stuff for anyway, to get the word out, to get people to like look at it. And I mean, you've gone with a like a heroine for it, or I don't, are you allowed to call them heroines still? I, I, I always get lost in what... I just call her a hero, like female yeah. hero. See, I, I, always, I always get lost in what terminology you are meant to use and aren't meant to use this year. It's very hard to keep up with, in my opinion. I just don't <laughs> care. You want to call it heroin? Yeah. You, you want to... You want to call her a professional B B A? I I don't freaking care. I'm I'm censoring myself, you know. So. Yeah, no, yeah. So like, <clears throat> you you you've selected a heroine is like I'm assuming was the reason for like the female character. Just you felt like right like you're writing for a female character, or was it more? You just um, you'd started with a different idea. Like, did you start with the female lead, or did you kind of just start well, with an idea um, of a character and come yeah, to it being? I mean, when I've always, she was never meant to be a man, um, you know, I mean, because, like, I, because, like, the way I conceived it, I, I've always been, like, a Batman fan, and I wanted to do, like, my own, kind of my own version of Batman, I mean, I also kind of integrated other influences, but, like, making it a female was kind of another way to differentiate it, you know, um, plus, like, um, you know, it's, it's like all my characters take place in the same universe. I got more characters. I'm eventually going to do like an Avenger-style team. I kind of wanted, you know, a girl character that I can play with. You know, kind of play, have fun, kind of, you know, do, you know, telling different types of stories. Because like I'll have male characters. You know, it's like for me, uh, telling a character with like a different gender or ethnicity is like different story opportunities. You know, it's like, you know, you can, you can kind of make mix things up a little bit. I like having. I like having more than one kind of type of toy to play with. Yeah. So, <clears throat> with it, is it like, um... Oh, what's the word? I've just lost there. Sorry. So, like, when it comes to it research-wise, like, is there much research that you have to put into doing something like this, or are you pretty much free to not have to concern yourself with it? Do you, like, have you, have you tried to make it accurate to, like, say, factual things, or are you just kind of going with my universe my rules physics and whatnot don't have to apply like all of that kind of i go with uh the rule i go with is plausible enough um you know like you know kind of thing where like even if it's technically not doesn't work with physics um sorry my my boy's got like this thing on his whisker i'm trying to like help him <laughs> grab it off um <laughs> there we go Sorry, he had, like, this little, like, thing on his whisker. <laughs> and, like, I could just imagine it was probably... Um, okay, so for the people um, people who, who don't know what I'm talking about, this is Drake. One of, one of the mascots for, uh, for, for, for your uh, comic book business. Yeah, and he's just kind of wandering around. He had this little, like, little bit on it. And, like, those, you know, it's like... He was fighting me on it. I mean, I, I don't blame him, but, like, I just wanted to kind of get that off him. Because it was probably, you know, bugging him. Always the joys. <laughs> the joys of pet. The joys of a pet that tends to just pick up crap with its face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we're talking about Screecher. Yeah. Uh, um, to be fair, whilst whilst we're on the subject, I am I am a bit curious. You, do you, like writing a character based on an owl. Does that like conflict you on the inside a bit when you look at your loving pets? Like, yeah, I write about your greatest predator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like Screecher's gonna swoop in and take him anytime soon, so... That's alright. <laughs> I mean, I'm allowed to like more than one type of animals, so... I don't know. The rats would disagree. Well, they're they're welcome to disagree, you know, but like... 
I've always been a fan of uh, birds of prey, like different types of birds of prey, like owls, eagles, you know, uh, raptors, hawks, and and that did kind of factor into it, you know. Um, I thought, but owls were like beautiful creatures, and uh, I I always kind of thought, you know, they had like this really cool look, like that would really lend well to like a superhero mask and whatnot, you know. Uh, like they're they're kind of the winged Avengers of the night, you know, the animal world almost. Um, you think that would be bats, but you know, no. <laughs> no, it's the thing that can hear like a mouse's heartbeat from forty meters away. That's that, like, because I've I've um, I'll be honest. They like, owls freak me out a little bit. I love them; they're yeah. fantastic. Birds are fine. Not a fan of birds personally, but you know they're fine. They do what they got to do in nature, and that's all that matters to me. Like if they stay away from me, then then we're pretty good. <laughs> like I'm I'm all good with chickens. Love chickens. Geese kill them all. Hate geese. Worst worst <laughs> bird around. I I know people. I don't know if you have it in the U.S., but like I know people in the U.K. who have what we call guard geese. I've never heard of that before, but that sounds kind of terrifying. It's terrifying. Geese are more aggressive than dogs, and they will break your hands and arms like no questions asked. And like a, a, a place I used to have to take vehicles up to, they had guard geese, and they would just walk around. Well, I would drive in in like a big uh, like Ford F one fifty pickup type thing, and I'd have a goose attacking the door. And you sit there going with the dog barks at me and stays out of the way. You see it coming and go with, I reckon I can kill it. I'm like, I will just crush you in this thing. And like, again, geese, terrifying creatures. <laughs> yeah. Here, uh, where I live, basically we, the, we have Canadian geese. They just, they just sit, sit around, poop, poop everywhere. And just, you know, say, but I don't mind the Canadian they're, they're geese. Not your, they're away. not your, they're not your, yeah, we, we, you know, because, like, I, I actually live really close to Canada. I'm, like, 40 minutes from the border, um, you know. But, like, yeah, we get the Canadian geese, and they just kind of sit places and just poop ev- poop ev- everywhere. And sometimes they can get a bit aggressive, but, like, they, they also, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like you get those chihuahuas where, like, they think they have, like, the Napoleon complex. And, like, the minute you show aggression, they're like, eep! <laughs> Like, I can all take him, and, I can take him, nope, can't take him. Until he fights back. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fan of chihuahuas, I'm sorry. You know, like, if you feel uh, chihuahuas, that's cool, but, like, I'm just not a fan of them. It's just, you know, I'll never own one. <laughs> I mean, if you have one and they're friendly, I'll pet them and I'll give them treats, you know, but, like, I'm a guest, I'll visit them. <laughs> But I'll never own one. That's what I'm like with children. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll hang around with yours and I'll, I'll feed it if you need me to, but I'm giving it the fuck back. I'm not dealing with that thing 24-7. Yeah, <laughs> just renting the child. I'm just like, borrowing I'm your doing, child doing... to look like a good person, and then I like to hand it back and go, cool, back to freedom. Yeah, I'm, I, if anything, I'm doing you a service. I'm giving you an hour's worth of peace and quiet while I take them to the park. I look like a cool person in front of the ladies. And then, uh, and then I'm the eight hole because I take him out to ice cream, give him loads of candy, and then hand him back to you before it kicks in. <laughs> to a best friend who's probably going to have had his kid around the same time this podcast goes up, ignore me. I'll be a fantastic godfather to your child. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I will never use your child just to look like a good person to other people. <laughs> no, no, no. Never, never, never. It's not, not, not my thing, not my thing. No. But anyway, uh, I... 
back to, more back towards your um, your, uh, your your comic. So you've 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 got it all done. You're uh, you're now on the Indiegogo phase of uh, trying to get it. So it's going to be distributed. What what is your like plan with your Indiegogo? Like I I know you've obviously set it up. Are you tearing out funding for different editions versions, or are you just going with a straight simple? Well, uh, I'll have I'm, I am kind of doing I am keeping it simple, but there will be like holographic versions and like a collector's edition. No uh, alternate covers because uh, those ended up uh, not coming to pass. Like I was planning on having like a kind of a cool alternate cover that was supposed to be uh, a parody of like the uh, the cover from Detective Comics twenty seven. You know, like Batman swooping in with like the guy in the hand and whatnot. I was gonna do a version of that with, like this creature. I still might at some point. Uh, but that just never ended up happening. So I got like this one cover. It's gonna be freaking amazing, and probably had like holographic versions of it. Maybe some with like some spot foil on it. Uh, but that's as far as alternate versions go. But like, I'll have tiers where I'm gonna be giving stickers, uh, prints. You know, I'll have trading cards available. That's cool. Are you are you producing the trading cards like yourself, or have you gone to? Local I'm producing them or... myself. I've uh, produced them for other campaigns. In fact, there is a creature card. I really wish I had thought about it and I could have grabbed them, but, like, you know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I print them through a local printer, you know, and they, they do a really good job. See, that's that's just more effort than I'd ever think to put into something. <laughs> it's not too hard. Um, basically, what I do is, before I start a book, I always get character designs made. And so what I do is I work with a separate colorist than the one for my book. Uh, you know, this uh, this one's actually from the UK as well. Uh, their names like Arden Black and whatnot. They're pretty good. Um, they do they color the, the, the character designs, and I use those for the cards. You know, kind of, you know, doubling up. And then I create the cards myself. I do the graphic design, you know, work with some people to edit them and whatnot. Um, and then, uh, and yeah, they've come out pretty good so far. See, that's 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 quite quite cool. Like, I've uh, that that's cool. I'd love to have my own trading cards. That's I'd <laughs> start. See, I, I I collect I collect trading cards. They're one of my favorite things. I honestly spent what about thirty bucks the other day on um a pack of trading cards. I'm still waiting on them to turn up. I think they should be here next week. Do you know who the YouTubers, the Sidemen, are? It sounds familiar. It they're they're like one of the bigger. Like they're they're one of the biggest YouTube kind of groups in in the UK. Well, mm -hmm. I think they are by all definition like the biggest kind of group in the UK. I think they might be kind of like one of the bigger groups for YouTube in a general. But mm -hmm. they recently uh, partnered with Tops to release their own like one-time launch um, collector's edition, like their own cards. And it's like thirty. It was about thirty dollars for a pack, and I was like, you know what? And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy one, and I'm just like, I'll, I'll see. It's like they've got a couple fun little bonuses in them, and I'm just there like, yeah, they're never gonna increase in value. There aren't gonna be people in fifty, sixty years time going with, oh, have you got a KSI card? Because no one's gonna give a shit. But I'm like, I like cards. Cards are fun. I keep spending my money on Pokemon cards when I don't need them. So well, you're probably gonna have to grab a pack of uh future trading cards then i probably will to be honest with you i just like owning cards it's always fun <laughs> yeah so i will have a, a digital tier uh you know and whatnot um but like just know that shipping can be a pain in the butt yeah especially when it comes to us to uk stuff <laughs> yeah but you know but yeah um, we like we like to make importing a bit of a ball ache to be honest you know <laughs> yeah you got that vat thing 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic when someone sends you. I was looking at buying something from America the other week, and uh, you could only purchase it if you lived in America. So I was originally I was speaking to a, a friend's um an ex, so well, I'll correct that it was my ex girlfriend's mother because we're really close friends, and I was chatting to her, and I was like, if I buy it to your house. Would you then repackage it for me, mark it under value, under the value of like $150 or whatever it is, so that I don't get taxed on the thing? <laughs> we'll call well, that, it a that gift. Just, that, reminds, that, that kind of reminds me of like whenever uh, you buy a car here here in the US, I don't know how it is in the UK, but like you have this thing called like a title, which is like a piece of paper, and which is like your official, like I own this car kind of thing. And when you sell it, you transfer the title. And uh, you mark how much you paid for it. Usually when you do these used car transactions, the, the, the other person leaves it blank so that you can add a, you like fill in a lower lower price because so, you have to pay sales tax on b buying a used car. Um, so you put in a low, like, lower amount like, oh, um, uh, you know, but you can't go too low because then it'll trip the sense. It's like, oh, you know, I paid $1,500 for the car. I'm going to mark it as 700 you know, like see that's you know i've your, never done your, such your, a thing but your like, tax you know. like american tax just baffles me though because it's like i don't get your shopping system i don't know how you guys tolerate going to shops because like i don't go to the shop to do maths i i go to the shop to buy food the fact that i can't just pick up food and go that's about ten dollars worth of food i have to go no that's six dollars worth of food plus tax <laughs> Well, it's like uh, the sales tax is added on at, at the very end. So, like, let's say you have a bunch of stuff and it's $100, you add $6 to that. Yeah. See, whilst for us, what we do is we go with you, 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 that, that number is there before you've paid for it. Like, that's just, it's part of the price. You need to know it's, it's going to be there. So, like, we go with, it, like, for us, a bar of chocolate, if it was a dollar, like, for you. Like if it was marked as a dollar for you, you're like, all right, it's a dollar and six cents. Whilst for us, if it was marked as a pound, we're like, oh, it's a pound. I go to the till; it's still a pound. That's the price. I I, I, I definitely agree. And... That is that is the easier way of doing it. I I don't know how you guys put up with it. It's it's one of those. I'm like, how do you guys walk around a shop and go, yeah, yeah, I wanna, it's I wanna figure out tax. It's, <laughs> it's the same reason we still have tipping, even though everyone hates it. Oh, I I I dislike your tipping thing. It confused. I feel bad for all the workers that have to go through it. Honestly, the only people who like tipping are are like the <clears> waiters <throat> and waitresses. That because like honestly, waiters and waitresses can actually make a pretty pretty good money. Like I I've worked at restaurants and like the wait the waitresses that work there they would earn a hundred dollars per shift. You know, working the like the lunch rush and whatnot and like that that's like they make pretty good money with those tips yeah see i've i see because i i've seen in like uh thread reddit groups and whatnot for like even your delivery drivers like you guys just tip like that's just part of the mindset almost like you just gotta tip and like in the uk it's like no i don't i don't tip you unless you've gone like above and beyond like you've got to be good and then better than good to get a tip kind of thing but it's because oh, we, we I pay mean, a minimum agree. wage that you know is is livable. So, <laughs> you want to know how much a like a, a waiter or waitress like the minimum wage for them is? Oh, like, I've heard like, before. Two or three dollars an yeah, hour. it's nothing. You're you're paid pennies, and I'm like, who the hell applies for that kind of a job? Because tips. But 
it's like Olive Garden though. It's like companies like Olive Garden that like pay that kind of a price. It's like you're a mo you're 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 a national chain. You guys can pay like ten bucks an hour, surely. Oh, like Olive Garden is even worse because they bake like for for groups of like larger than three or four, which is like most people who go to Olive Garden, they bake in fifteen percent gratuity in the bill, so the server has no reason to be nice to you. Like they they can be like. A lot of Al, um, to be fair, a lot of Olive Garden servers, in, in my experience, have been pretty good. But like, some of them have been like straight up dicks, you know, because like their, their gratuity is built in. Like you can't even leave them a penny if you wanted to. Like you could, but like they still get fifty percent gratuity, you know. That's just incredible. So they really do make you pay. It's but... it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, I. I I get it in some instances, like, let's say you have, like, a group of ten and you get one server where it's, like, half the shift was just save, save serving that table and, like, they leave, like, five bucks, you know? Like, I, I can get that in that in an instance, but still, it's just, it's, like, you know, one Not many people, kind of not thing. many people are going to Olive Garden by themselves, so. Yeah. You not know, many people just... aren't getting that, that cooked in gratuity. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that just sounds terrible. Honestly. <clears throat> I mean, I'll, honestly, Olive Garden's not really the worst worst offenders of those kind of stuff. They're usually a pretty decently run restaurant. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been to some bad places. I've worked at some bad places. Like, I've been a dishwasher at different restaurants, and yeah. See, I, I, I love America for, for, like, a holiday. I just, I don't know how you guys stay out there. But then, realistically, it's not like leaving's any better. You guys still get taxed if you leave, so you're yeah. you're you're attached to that country worse than anyone else is attached to a country, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's kind of really with any country, really, because like I love the UK, I love its people, but like some of your guys' policies are rather daft, honestly. Um, yeah, we we got we got some questionable things still to 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 to, to, to sort you out. You know, I mean, that's kind of getting into like political stuff. I yeah. don't want to, you know. Maybe oh, after yeah. after the stream we can talk yeah, kind of sure. about it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, I I understand it for sure. But yeah, um, but we'll, we'll go back towards towards like so Screecher and everything. I will say this though, uh, rest in peace, Queen. Yeah, it's 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 been, I've I mean I've been walking around saying what the fuck do I live in communist North Korea, but um, <laughs> oh. that's because I've been getting really pissed off that like so when when she passed away we all knew this about a year ago that when she passed away they they like act they they initiate what was called like the London uh, yeah the London I've, Bridge I've, Protocol yeah I've heard some of it like you know they have to have like black ties always on the ready and stuff yeah, like that yeah and like part of it comes with we uh, the, the the country enters a national like and entered a national ten days of mourning. Uh, because of because of her passing, it became I want to say it was like twelve days of mourning. Uh, when that happens, it means that the BBC, which is a national TV, like our national TV service, paid for by the people, uh, could no longer have any comedies on or anything like kind of more fun on uh, for for those days until the Queen was put in the ground and uh, people and like everything was just about the morning every shop the day after she passed away I don't know how the fuck they did it but every mm -hmm. shop had a poster had a poster black and white Queen Elizabeth rest in peace like you know and then a date of birth or a date of rain and I, I was walking around and I was like what the fuck kind of I'm like do I live in communist North Korea I'm like I get that she's dead and it's sad I was there like 
but I shouldn't be expected to walk around crying about it now, should I? I'm like, or even worse, you know, the people who, um, who are saying like, "F the queen," I'm glad she's dead. They're getting attacked or removed from stuff, you know. Yeah. See, I like, I, I was a big a fan of her. Like, I was I used to be a very big fan of her, and I lost all of my respect for her when, uh, that Virgin, Virginia, no. Yeah, Virginia Dufresne, is it? The girl who uh, accused one of our princes of being a pedophile with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah, yeah. how she protected Andrew. Yeah, well, yeah, when she when she uh, paid out that £12 million in uh, in the royal funds to, to uh, keep that girl at bay, uh, or whatever the fuck they want to call it, I kind of sat there and I was like, last I checked, my country doesn't stand for raping like the girls. I'm like... I, I'm sure shit, my queen shouldn't be standing for that. I was like, so to pay off a woman who's claiming that your son has sexually assaulted, I was like, you took away the title of a man who did that. Like, he was a, he was a, like, we had a guy called Jimmy Savile, if you've ever heard of him. Very famous I'm man familiar. in the 80s. He, he did, like, a kids' TV show in a hospital called Great Ormond Street for children who had very bad illnesses. And, uh, turned out in, like, 2012, 13, 14 time. He was a pedophile. He 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 had assaulted all those girls, and like the queen was like, "All right, he's not sir anymore. His his knighthood is removed. Like that is not okay." And you're like, "But your son does it," <laughs> and it's just, "All right, Andrew, you got to step away from doing all your public duties. I'm gonna pay it off. It's gonna be fine." And you're like, "You can't go stripping titles and then say, well, it's okay if my son does it.'" Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, like I said, I would have been, I, I said to like lots of people, I'm like, I probably would have been sad two years ago. I'm like, but I'm not sad now knowing that that's how I mean, how never mind how she handled that, how the Princess Diana dying. Where um, like, he literally refused to talk about it until she was forced to. Yeah, see, so you, like, you know, like the, the Diana days, thing in this country is even more divisive because loads of people obviously sit there saying, well, the queen killed her. And you're like, well, maybe. <laughs> But who knows? I mean, I, I'd say, I, I, honestly, I kind of equate Diana to Kennedy. Like, you're, all your conspiracy theories about Diana yeah, are like what fair. we have with Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, to be like, fair, you got, you got, you got a guy on the grassy knoll, and we've got like a bunch <laughs> of we, we've got a pissed up driver who we're pretty sure was only pissed up because, uh, you know, that's what they needed. <laughs> Some of the conspiracy theories, like she was pregnant with the like the guys, like you know. Uh, kid or whatever yeah. but, like, but she was already uh divorced from the you know i don't think there'd be any legal trouble like royalty whatever yeah but you see the problem is you can't have that so or i heard there's also like a racism component like since he was like moroccan like oh we can't have uh even if you even if it's not royalty a brown person even being tangentially related yeah see which like a lot of people especially recently with the whole Meghan markle uh, stuff I don't like her, happening. but like some of the stuff she says, knowing the past, like okay, I don't like you. You're obviously a gold digger, but like some of the racism accusations, I could see happening. See, like a lot of people in the UK are a bit. Well, to be honest, I think a lot of people would say that it's okay to bring back beheading for that woman, because like a lot of us will stand there and say, if you watch the last year of our queen's life, this woman was extremely healthy, fit, very, very good at her job still, and she was in her nineties. And uh, out of nowhere, some woman turned around, said nothing but bad things about the royal family, took away one of her only grand, like took away one of her two grandchildren, kind of thing, and then was like, 
or two main grandchildren and like just de Please. publicly defaced her and everyone kind of stood there going with there's a couple of things we'd like to raise and it's like i'm I, i'm not going to defend the racism shit though i will say in the nicest way everyone in the uk can tell you philip for sure was racist he said a fuck ton of racist shit the man was senile crazy he was fucking mental like we're not going to pretend he's a good guy you're not saying anything shocking like that by saying philip said some racist shit to me we're like yeah that's i mean all he's my done. opinion <laughs> is uh it was after philip died that he she lost any like, oh she definitely lost a lot of her I mean, life the fact that him. she lasted a year after he died is is, is amazing most most couples die within hours of each other See, the thing is, is like we all like, like her mom us... and her sister died in the two thousands. That was a big blow, but she yeah. still had Philip. You know, see, we we all Phillip kind died... of went with when 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 Markle started to say every everything, and like she said stuff about how the royal family just operated, and it's like, well, you've blatantly misunderstood what you were doing here, love. Because in the nicest way, like a lot of us said, she's whinged about things, and it's not so much the racism or the the treatment, but it's just like oh, well, they expect you to do this and they expect you to do that. And it's like, yeah, you're a fucking princess now. If you don't like being a princess, you probably shouldn't have married it. Maybe you should have asked him what, what a royal life is like because it's a horrible like life. Diana, she at least was a good royal, but she got treated like he actually was legitimately treated like crap. She was cheated like, on on fucking countless occasions. And like, Diana was a good princess. Yeah. She did her royal duty. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like that's why pe when she, when Diana talks crap about the monarchy, people were more willing to listen because she was actually a good royal. Yeah, because she like, she she was everything that she was meant to be and was still mistreated. Whilst when Meghan started being like, "Oh, they're all assholes," you're like, "Yeah, fuck it. They can they can be an ass to you now if you're gonna just do this kind of like that Oprah interview really just made it the UK kind of go. Do you know, yeah. just go fuck. It's like you blatantly didn't understand what you were doing. You blatantly did, like thought that you would be more important. Like everyone in the UK says, the biggest problem with Meghan Markle is I think we all think she might have thought that being a princess was more important than it truly is. Because she uh, was married to William. Maybe. Yeah, she would be important if it was William, but in the nicest way. Harry's like. Thank God he married alive. Kate Middleton. That woman is a gem. Oh, oh my God, I, I love. <laughs> what? Uh, famously in the UK, uh, when 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 Prince William married uh, Kate Middleton, everyone said that like there, there was loads of jokes going around that it was like it, your dream woman it, are the two Middleton sisters. You want you want Kate Middleton in the front, and then you want Pippa Middleton in the back because <laughs> they were like you want Pippa Middleton because she's just really pretty, but you want Kate Mid Middleton like face wise because she's even prettier still. And you're like, damn, it's like that boy has fucking pulled into the best family possible, especially when you look at his hairline at his age, like. Thank God he's got an attractive woman in there to help the gene pool. <laughs> William literally is bearing the brunt of the monarchy. He's the only he's the only reason people are still have any hope. I, I a lot of us have been because with with a new king like Charles at the moment, a lot of us oh, have been yeah. debating what's going on, and like a lot of speculation has come that this will now be the death of the English monarchy. Because this is what's happened to a lot of other monarchies, like throughout time, is that. Uh, when they lose their la like when they lose a really good leader like the queen the guy who comes in tends not to be as good and like a lot of us and i'm a big person who says this like there is no point in my opinion in having a king who's only going to rule this country for the next 10 maybe 20 years no offense to him i'm not going to say he's a bad king but i'm like 
The reason Queen Elizabeth was so good was she took the throne at a young age. She held that throne for 70 bloody years and she became beloved by every generation for it. And it's like, you need a young guy who we can relate to now, who we, we're well, going to have around for a long William. time. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, that boy, I'm like, he'd be there for 50, 60 years. I'm like, he's a young, he's he's still a, a new dad. And he's probably going to raise his son, right? Yeah, like, you all know that his kids are going to turn out. His kids are funny as fuck, because you guys probably don't get a lot about them. But, like, his his son, George, there's, like, there was a story that came out a while back that, like, he went to school and some kid said something to him or, like, some teacher said something to him. And he just turns around and goes, do you not know who I am? And you're like, you arrogant little shit. You're six. <laughs> Future king of a country, maybe, but you are still small enough to get kicked out a window. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, for that reason, though, it's like, I sit there and go, if, if William or George ever had to take the throne, I'd be over the moon. I'm like, these these are the true ideal candidates for, like, our kingdom. I'm like, that's what we Charles want. is going to abdicate. I don't think he will. We're, I, I think, like, a lot of people are hoping that he might do the year at most and then kind of go with it's not worth it. Whilst I'm sat there going with, let's hope he comes to his senses quicker than that because there is no point in us printing that much fucking money with his face on it just to change it again i think because he, <laughs> i think he's waited too long i think he's gonna want to go through the coronation maybe do it for like five years and then hand it over to william because like I, I i if i were charles i've waited 70 years or whatever yeah. Yeah. to be the king <laughs> now's my time and honestly i think his opinion uh, the people's opinion of him is softening a little bit because, like, uh, based off of what I've seen, I feel like he's handled it reasonably well. And, like, his his idea of slimming down the monarchy, I think, is probably a decent enough idea anyway. I think I think he's... he. The problem is, if he had gotten it 20 years earlier, sure. But the problem well, is... Well, 20 years he's... earlier, that would that would have, like... 20, 20 years... That would have been, like... Uh, I'm trying to think. About maybe, the same time Diana got offed. Um... <laughs> well, it would be five years removed from it. And, and I think... Uh, I think, uh... Didn't uh, Margaret die in, like, 2003? I want to say yes. And then the mother died shortly. Like, oh, my God, Queen Mary, she lived, like, crazy long. Yeah. She was, like, 106 some, when she died. We got, we got some good living royals in, the, like, well, dead ones now. But good good, good lifespan on the most of them. They're pretty decent. I don't know how yeah. the hell our royals live that long. I'm still on the side of lizard people, but um, <laughs> every royalist I say that to gives me I mean, me why do you think they look. were so cozy with the, with the Prince Andrew? They needed the blood of virgins. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to keep young, Philip. <laughs> to be fair, that would explain why it all went tits up so quickly. He gets caught, then Philip's all of a sudden unwell and dead, and then all of a sudden she's gone a year later. It's like the rest of the blood was finally used up. <laughs> To be fair, though, the thing is, because you guys don't even have the tradition, it's like, I, they kept his body in a vault. Like, his body was in a vault at, um, oh, where was it? Westminster? No, it, in Buckingham Palace, I want to say. Like, literally, after Philip passed away, his body, because he can't be buried. Because he's not, he couldn't be buried until the Queen passed away. <laughs> Because they bury them together. Because they get buried together. And because he's not the main royal, he can't go into a royal cemetery without the person who actually admits him, essentially. So because he's not the king of England and he was just the prince, like the prince, 
it means that he has to wait for his wife to pass away, who's Queen of England, so he's allowed into the same burial. At least, like, at least the body only had to wait a year. Yeah, but like, mate, their their coffins are lined with lead. <laughs> like they're bomb-proof at this point. <laughs> we like them, oh, all right. We want to keep those bodies. From as... the grave. Yeah, we, we want to keep we want to preserve them apparently as long as we can. So you don't, you, you never you never know when you got to exhume them for evidence. Well, with Andrew that could happen for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, thank God at least we can joke about Andrew being a fucking creep because I don't know if you guys even saw as much about him as we had. But it's like we had this thing where like I don't know if you ever saw it. He said in an interview that he didn't sweat. Yeah, yeah, that sorry, was every sorry. that was everyone like... else's face when we heard that statement. <laughs> when it's like, well, this Virginia Virginia is saying um, that she met you in a club and you were dancing and that you were sweating, and he goes, "Well, interesting actually, because at that time I uh, I, I I couldn't sweat." He was like, "I was suffering. It was a form of it was something to do with like PTSD, and it, it, it he had like an adrenaline rush, but it essentially shut down his body's apparent ability to sweat." And, like, that's everyone was sat how, there going... That's not how anatomy works, brah. Yeah, a lot of people were sat there going with... I'm so I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you don't... You don't... Are you a fucking dog? <laughs> like... Like, fuck, you don't sweat. Like, we're like, of course you sweat. You're sweating right now, you fucking idiot. You're in the hot seat. We all know it. That interview, I, I don't... Like, why did the PR team agree to that? Like... And why was there no one behind the camera being like, okay, okay, interview over, burn the footage, get the F out of here, you're getting paid a million dollars to shut the F up. <laughs> I know? mean, the thing is as well, is like after all of it, it just got worse. Royal guards were starting to talk about him and like they were saying like, no, we used to call him like the pervy prince. And like they would then say like, no, he had like 50 teddy bears that were lined up on his bed and like he would flip shit if they weren't in the right place and... It's like he would do all this shit behind the Queen's back and everyone was just sat there going with Bro, we really gotta kinda we gotta kinda allow that death penalty bullshit back in for certain people, maybe, because we're like that that boy's pretty much treasonous against his own mother. You know what makes me sad? Prince Edward is actually seems like a pretty cool dude. <laughs> I I love, right. I love I I love one of my favorite like one of my favorite facts is when he got married. He wanted the title Earl of Wessex because of uh, of uh, Shakespeare in Love. I thought that was like that is like so silly. Like it just it's kind of adorable though. Yeah, but if you if if you're royalty, you know what are you gonna do if not have a bit of fun? Like the like there are videos of the Queen, and it's part of the reason the people loved her so much. Like there's a video of the Queen cutting a cake using a, a sword. fucking sword, and like they literally <laughs> go, "There's a knife," and she goes, "Well, I know, but it's just not quite as odd, is it?" And you're like. <laughs> You're the fucking queen. <laughs> just cut it with a knife. And it's like, no, it just wouldn't be as fun as doing it with a sword. And you're like... Like, literally, she can behead you with that sword and without a second thought. This is this is a woman, all right, who can still demand our country go to war in an instant, can commit any form of crime without any backlash. Like, that's the power you get by being the queen of England. And it's like, and you're, and you're, and you're like, you're just childish enough to go, look, I could use the knife. But the sword is bigger and cooler looking. And I think it's more fun. <laughs> She's like everyone's favorite grandma. 
essentially that's why so many people were were upset i don't know if you saw but there were queues about i want to say about five miles long uh yeah, 24 that, hours yeah. just to go and see her coffin and it's closed casket it's not like you can see her just closed casket at that <clears> point <throat> might as well just load up a vr chat and do the same thing yeah, I was saying that. And loads of people were saying the thing is is like why would you want to why would you want to queue for it when like if you watch the live stream of it like you could see all of what was going on and everything else and like but there were people who were collapsing at her coffin. Like people would faint at her coffin and whatnot. And like people would break down at her coffin like no like people were just mentally like hurt by by the passing of the queen and you're like Look, we see her face a lot. She's on every stamp, on every coin, on every banknote. At least three generations of people who all they have known is her as queen. I I think three to I want to say there's up to five generations that she was the queen of. I'm just saying people who only knew her yeah. as queen. But yeah, and it's just, you know, she was a big. She was again. She was a very good leader of a country. Like she represented. Like a lot of people say, she represented the British perfectly. Like serious individuals with nothing but the ability to have a good laugh. And it's like that was the leader of a country. And she once decided to fuck with the crown prince of like Saudi Arabia. Oh my god! I was just thinking about that story. I was just about yeah. to like tell that story by hopping in a car, like by saying, "Do you want to go for a drive?" and driving him around in a car, <laughs> and he's freaking out because she's driving recklessly. <laughs> And, and, and like, woman. women aren't even allowed to drive in that. Yeah, know? and she's actively just fucking with this man. And you're like, <laughs> how can you not love a woman in charge of your country if her response to women can't drive is, I'm going to make him shit himself. <laughs> like, it's going to be funny. The fact that she was a mechanic during the war just made it even better. Well, uh, my favorite story of her from the war is actually just after we won. <clears throat> she snuck out of the palace without anyone realizing and went and essentially joined in a huge street party because you know we've won a war yeah <laughs> so she sneaks out of the palace and no one realizes in all of england like where like in the well in the middle of london no one has realized that the princess of england is just partying with them in celebration it's like it's one of those Mark where it's like she's around there it. somewhere it's, Margaret's yeah, gotta be there. but it's the thing of like she speaks of it like you know it was that she wanted to be able to embrace and be part of the people that have just won a war and like to Fair be enough. part of that and it's like i think that that's why she did so well for so long she was a very un i think she was very kind of like a down-to-earth human being like i feel like she kind of was embracing of like new stuff like that Paddington thing she did shortly before. That is fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I only actually like recently the saw the Paddington one. The Bond one the, is my favorite thing she My favorite story <laughs> is, is like, um, Daniel Craig walks up and, and, like, he does, like, the cough. And then she says something, like, he acts startled. That's because, like, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't supposed to be doing that. She actually paused long, you know, it's like. And I just love, it's like, is it going to be the queen? Is it going to be the queen? Oh, my God! queen you know like i wonder how nervous daniel craig was <laughs> see this is this but this is it like that was why she was so like she just she kind of just did everything right like there's not many a time you would turn around and say the queen yeah no the queen fucked up there you're like 
Look, if what Meghan Markle says about her being a racist is true, maybe a bit of a fuck up. She shouldn't have been, but at the same time, a lot of us will stand there and go with, a 96-year-old woman might be a little out of touch. Just a little. <laughs> it's like, again, she was born in a time <laughs> where the rest of the world was still a lot worse. So, <laughs> I'd say yeah. if she's a little racist at 96, we should all be pretty happy that she's not super racist. And I'm pretty sure the person who said those remarks is either Philip or Charles. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> Philip. Philip was the main one who who got the uh, the brunt of the the racism claims. But again, we already knew. Like for for the UK when it was said, everyone's just sat there going, "Yeah, that's Philip." Like I mean, also, Philip goes to Africa and says the worst shit possible. <laughs> but the other thing you got to realize is if Meghan Markle is this despicable in public, imagine how bad she is in private. A lot, a lot of people reckon that she abuses, like, not physically, but mentally has abused the prince. I mean, remember, Prince Philip was actually a big advocate for Diana. Yeah. Like, like he actually was a big supporter of her over the queen and whatnot. Like, Charles, like, you know, like, so you gotta realize, I, like, I think the fact that, like, Meghan Markle was such a piece of shit, it kind of exacerbated, like, I'm not saying Philip is a racist, but I think the fact that Meghan, because Meghan Markle was such a piece of shit, probably exacerbated. Like if Meghan yeah. Markle was a nice person, he probably would have treated her better. Let's be honest. See, I used to, I always used to joke. I used to have a crush on her back, like when Suits was in season two, <laughs> and I watched it. I was like, oh, she's she's fit, love her. And then she started dating Prince Harry, and I was like, fuck that ginger prick. I'm here. I'm English. I'm a redhead. What the fuck? <laughs> Then she decided to marry him, and then she just started to, like, everything just started to spiral once they got engaged, well, really, essentially, and we're just like... Oh. I feel like she really didn't get nasty until her first child was born. Well, a load of people well, whinged about... A, a load of people whinged about that book that she had published, or she, she was going to publish, about being a, a new mum or whatever it was, um, like some sort of child's book or whatever. And, like, loads of people whinged because she put that she was, like, um, she put, like, Duchess of uh, Cambridge. And everyone sits there going with, why do you use that title? Like, why why use a title that you fucking hated because it was given to you by these racist, bigoted assholes who are, te like, if, Sussex, if I, I hate... Sussex, I thought there was a Sussex. Sussex, sorry. <laughs> Cambridge, I, I thought it was, uh... Because Cambridge was, uh, I think that's William's titles, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I cocked that one up, yes. I mean, correct if I'm wrong. No, correct no, no, you're, wrong. you're actually right, which is really terrible as an Englishman to fuck up my uh, my royal family's titles. Uh, did, did this, okay, did this really just happen? <laughs> yeah, you, you corrected me on my did titles. A, did a Yankee correct an It's terrible to titles. see, isn't it? It's a terrible moment in my life. Might actually not upload this episode now. Um, oh! <laughs> But yeah, no, but like she obviously she still uses her titles and like loads of people like will sit there and go with you can't you can't quit being a royal like you don't want any of the responsibility. You can't quit it. Then fucking defame that like go go around defaming the entire family, the entire system saying that everything's wrong, they're broken, they're cruel. And like part of it as well is like a lot of the mental health side of it where she's like they're really neglectful about your mental health and you're like well, it's because in the nicest way as a, as a as a royal of the united kingdom as a representative of this country it's fucking stressful and you are expected to act a very specific way and do very specific things because it's tradition and it's and it's like a tradition might seem old but it's what's kept this country going for so long 
And uh, the mental health stuff actually has some sympathies for her because, like, Diana did her duties and she still had mental health problems and they still ignored her. Yeah. But so, it's so like, 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 it's one of those things where it's like, it's like a one step forward, three steps back kind of situation. Like, you're making some good points here and there, but you bury the good points in all the yeah. shit. It, for, it takes for her, you it was like she decided it to do two kickoffs for the good stuff you say. <laughs> yeah. It makes it hard to sympathize with the actual, like, the racism, the mental health. Like, sure, those are some fairly good points, but you bury it in just an amount of shit. It yeah. Just, it's hard to, like, literally sympathize with you when you're just, like, you know. And everything always just feels so underhanded and just so, like, I don't know if you guys have paid attention at the funeral, though. Like, she didn't even look sad. Like, she didn't look she, bothered. She treated like a red carpet. Yeah, and, like, she didn't look bothered that the Queen was dead. She didn't look, like, like it is a... And it's one of those where, like, a lot of people sit there and go, you don't have to like her, but you're married to her grandson. And keep in mind, this boy was raised by that woman because his mum was fucking dead. That's the woman that Honestly, fucking the, raised the him. Honestly, the only hope for Harry is they Divorce. somehow get him away from him, and he throws her under the motherfucking bus. Oh, and he, he needs to. If he says I was abused, gaslit, sure he'll look weak, but but like give it. But people will will forgive him over time, you know. I I, to... I reckon he'd be forgiven in about an hour because the thing is, Prince Harry, before all this shit, was actually the most loved royal you'd have come across because he was all never going to, to be with... king. He was such a fuck about that it was perfect. Like when he got photographed like naked in that Las Vegas party of his. And, like, yeah. all these nude photos were coming out. The people in the UK were like, how fucking disgraceful is this? We were just like, that's fucking hilarious, of course. Plus, he's a really good-looking dude. He's a yeah. really good-looking dude. Like, he he, is. Like, I'm, 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 I'm straight, and, like, yeah, he's, he's pretty good-looking. Yeah, and, and the thing is, as well, is, like, we had a lot, of, a, people, a lot of people liked him because he served in the military. And, like, all royals are, uh, are honorary military members, and all royals take some form of part, but he was in the front lines of our army. Like he fought oh, in yeah. Iraq and like, he froze we... there for a second. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but like, cause he fought in Iraq for us. And like, because mm -hmm. he was actually serving, like we had to keep it top secret when he was out there so that he wasn't actually going to get fucking I, shot. I remember that. And it's like, you know, and like you sit there and you go with not many Royals really like have that. And it's like, that man does it. He was on the front line. Yeah. And now he's not even allowed to wear his uniform because he, he, he gave it all up for a woman who hates everything he essentially fought for. <laughs> I, I do think, honestly, I think it's probably going to come sooner rather than later. I mean, Meghan Markle's always going to have an attachment to the, to the crown. I mean, that's the whole purpose of having the kid. I mean, I feel really, it feels sick saying that, but it's kind of the truth. Yeah. Um, um, you know, now they have two children, so it's even worse. But well, like, yeah, but here's 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 what you have to think, right? If if all right, they they do split up, and then she dies. We know that Diana was probably murdered, and that is confirmation enough to make us all a little bit better, right? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was that because she's caused so much damage. I'm, you know. And, and and all Harry has to do is literally, like, you know, it's like, where's Harry? And then all of a sudden, Harry shows up in England, and he's with his brother. You know, he's staying at his brother's place. And and then, like, it's announced that they're, t they're doing a divorce. And then a week later, he does an interview where he totally just, like, goes on about, yeah, like, but he's, the Yeah, he's got to go on with Oprah. 
right? I want him with Oprah. I want him to be like, all right, that Megan bitch. Let's talk about No, this. he goes on Graham Norton. He goes on Oh Graham my God, Norton. on Graham Norton would be hilarious. No, no, he does a serious interview first, and then he goes on Graham Norton and just totally makes a farce of it. God, fuck it, that would be quality. Honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd I'm be, sorry, I'd but be one of the best things Graham about the UK King. is Graham Norton. I love that dude. Yeah, I, I, I do think, like, um, you guys TV-wise, it's really weird, because like, I don't even understand what SNL is. Like, Saturday Night Live makes no sense to me. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I assume sketch it, it, comedy is the whole point of it. An attempt at it, at least. Yeah, and it's like, but it's like, it's, it's one of your longest-running shows, and, like, it's, like, I'll sit there going with, how the fuck do you people watch this? It's, it's very normie comedy, um... You know, I, I haven't watched it in, like, ten years. I used to love watching it. I used to love... Uh, I watched it a lot back in, like, the late 2000s. Because, like, I'd worked second shift. And on Saturdays, you know, I'd, I'd get off at, at, at 11, come home, watch Saturday Night Live. You know, and I, I'd do the same thing while watching, like, The Tonight Show. You know, because, like, all, the, all, the, all the, the late night hosts that I grew up with, they're gone now. Like, I was a Leno fan. He's gone. Not a fan of James okay. Corden? <laughs> That is the worst export you guys have ever done. Can you yeah, please no, take I, him back? I completely fucking Can you please agree, take back James Corden? Please hang take on, hang back. on, hang on, hang on. Let's just quickly double check that. James Corden or Pierce, Pierce, Pierce Morgan? Which one do you, do you guys fucking hate more, really? Because we petitioned for him to fucking stay with you when you guys were trying to get rid of him. <laughs> like, you guys had a petition going to send him back. Like, please don't take like... back Gordon Ramsay. Please, please, for the love of God. Which is the worst part, because we like him. <laughs> We like him. We love Gordon Ramsay too. Let's yeah. let's let's do a custody don't blame agreement. You. <laughs> let's, let's agree for joint custody of Gordon Ramsay because that man is a gem. He's fucking. He's like. Uh, he's one of the most loved like TV personalities in the UK just because he is. He's funny. He's he's rude. He he's is also just, really sweet. He yeah, but he's English. He's really like kind of like an Englishman and like or a Scotsman in this situation of like he's he's a nice bloke says the fucking cruelest shit but it's always overly creative like you will but hear like it with so it, many lads like they're just i always love weird. it i always love i watch this video where it's like a comparison between uh uh hell's kitchen the kids edition versus <laughs> like the adult edition and he's like really encouraging yeah. the kids he's being he's like, like really sweet he's like are you doing okay and it's like no i've cracked the egg it's gone terribly and he's like don't worry we can fix it and then it's like he sees this woman it's like is everything all right and she's like you it's actually donkey. medium not medium rare and he's like you fucking idiot kill yourself and it's like she left it on for five seconds too long die just end your life <laughs> the kids are like there's a shake shell somewhere in that pancake and he's like don't worry i'm sure it won't be a problem and you're like brother <laughs> like god bless this because like it's, it's an adult versus a kid you don't scream at a kid you know they're still learning you encourage them it's like what you should be doing like you get it like okay i understand you screaming at the adult but like you know because these are supposed to be chefs who's supposed to know what they're doing but like kids they don't and they're still kids so it's like oh you play you, you 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 man can i just put a halo around your head see the the thing is i'll be honest when when i found out he was doing like the hell's kitchen kids edition i was kind of upset that he didn't start yelling at the kids very abusively like i was kind of watching it hoping at some point i'd witness gordon ramsay just snap on a child who was doing really well and then just fucked up like his dessert and he goes Do you know what so much hope for you but now this might as well go in the bin and you can fucking join it <laughs> like a teenager edition 
So uh, like you get the no, 15, did, 16 seconds. Yeah, that would be Can you just imagine fun. the teenagers trying to sass back and, and like, you know, and the like thing he doesn't is, go like, as bad as he does. What? He's an intimidating individual as well because he's <laughs> fucking, like, he's fairly tall. He's, like, not a skinny bloke. He's actually quite well built. And, like, he's Scottish. I don't know if you guys know what the Scottish are like in the UK. <laughs> But they're I mean, like they're like the last fuckers you tend to want to get into. Like you don't want to fuck with a Scotsman they, in a pub. They, they, they are men who wear kilts to where if you if you make fun of them, you lose your head. The, these are men who will walk around in a skirt with no underwear on. All right, now that's and make a brave it, and make it fucking look manly man. As fuck. Yeah, and, make, and they yeah. look they look fucking butch, and you're looking at them like, how the fuck have you made a skirt that manly? <laughs> And it's like, no wonder you're not wearing pants. It takes fucking balls to wear something like that. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, how do you walk? Like, you're just dragging those huge balls on the yeah. ground. <laughs> and, mate, it's when they start, like, walking around with bagpipes. Because it's like, you know no one likes it. But you're so fucking brave. You're like, no one's going to fucking stop me. It's like, well, they fucking like, they, they see I'm me a, playing like... that. They know it's death. <laughs> it's like, true Scottishman there. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> we'll try try and return back more towards your comic book off of the uh, off of the joys right, of the British people. I love talking to people. I love I love the UK. I love I, love its people. I, 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 I Scottish. You. Uh, all your blokes are awesome. I'm just gonna say that. Except the Welsh. also, Irish and Scottish, Irish uh, and uh, Irish and Scottish women. Oh, <laughs> like uh, you are never getting back, Karen Gillian. You are never getting her back. Oh, I know you're on about yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was in Doctor Who. Yeah, she is. And now she's Nebula. Yeah, she's she she was a very pretty woman. <laughs> you are never getting her back. You are never See, getting Karen Gillian back. Because uh, you guys and we're stealing Jenna Coleman from you too. So. See, I was gonna say the thing is, you guys obviously kind of got Doctor Who a bit late compared to us because it's a very old English TV show. It took a long. I mean, break it was then... airing back in the day. It did air in the U.S. back in the day. Oh, did it? Was it just yeah. not? Was it just not as big as it kind of has become for you? It now? had a. Co- I mean, it really exploded with the 2005 series. Uh, but like back in the 80s, it still had a cult following. In fact, uh, uh, so there's this thing called the Max Headroom incident. Okay, to where uh, Max Headroom was like, you know, you might be familiar with that character, like the the, the floating head, you know, the 80s cyberpunk thing. Yeah. Um. So there's this guy who took over the airwaves on C- on uh, Chicago TV. Yes, I it know. Was during I know Doctor about, yeah. Who, but it was it, the, the the biggest reason why there's all these recordings of it is because it was done during an ep- an episode of Doctor Who and everyone was taping it. Damn, see that's awesome. <laughs> so so yeah, like that 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 like plus I get to talk about the Max Headroom incident, which I just find fascinating. But it's like it had the connection to Doctor Who, so. See, well, I mean, firstly, because I, I don't, they never caught the guy who did that either, did they? They were like, no, no. idea who did it, how they did it, where they did it from. They just somehow fucking did it. <laughs> no, uh, apparently, uh, I guess, like, people who were in, uh, like, the TV industry in Chicago at the time, they said, it's got to be someone within that field because it would have taken, like, really high-tech equipment in order to do it. Yeah. But damn it, if you can, if you can hide from like broadcasting a signal to like most of the TVs in an area. I mean, uh, something similar happened in the UK in the seventies, if I remember correctly. Like, you know, the Royal Ash. This is the Royal Ash Tower command. Like, I don't know if you heard of that. Like, it was like a, 
No, it was like a uh, news station in the UK back in the seventies, and someone like did the over the audio. Oh, see, I can't remember. I can't remember if I've ever really heard of it. Then. Well, it was in the seventies, so I yeah. wouldn't blame you. So, it's a bit of an old, <laughs> older one for us. We we when we learn history, we kind of skip over the seventies. <laughs> In the UK, I think I think once once 1945 is over, we kind of stop looking at it. <laughs> it's kind Which of the last kind of great thing we did, and then we're like, well, until the next real war breaks out, there's no real need to learn about. It's like you, it's shit. like you you go straight from World War Two to the Falklands. Yeah, and even then, we don't we don't really give a shit about the Falklands. We just fuck Argentina. We own them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like that's almost half the 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 British mentality is like. We know why we've got them. We know why we wanted them. Like, we all understand that oil and whatnot is very, very helpful, and uh, it's good to have access to oil. Also, did the people of Falklands wanted to stay with Britain anyway? Um, I think it was, yeah. Like, the Falkland I- Islands was kind of like, we're, we're happy with Britain. And then Argentina was like, well, yeah, but you kind of belong to us. And we were like, yeah, we will fight you for well, this. Well, about, about that, about it's that. It's like, you're welcome to say that, but um, you will lose a war, and it's not fun. <laughs> and like, it's, all fun, it's all fun in games until literally the best Navy in the world shows up. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know if we're even that good anymore. We're probably not. We're, we're probably not that highly ranked, but then like, I always joke I mean, and you say, are, really. We're number one. We're number one. <laughs> I was going to say, we always kind of joke, I always joke really and say that the thing is now is we got, we got smart and what we did was we just, we trained our troops really well and then we went, yeah, we don't need all the equipment. Why? We're like, America does that. Like, to we just be fair, <laughs> the, like, the SAS is literally the model for special forces around the world. <laughs> yeah, we have, like, it is like a lot of British things, like, we have a lot of pride in the dumb British shit of, like, how our army still just kicks ass somehow. Because we sit I mean, there and yeah, go, like, how the Royal fuck Marines. do we do this? <laughs> I've always wondered, like, who's more badass? A U.S. Marine or a Royal Marine? So I want to say... Because U.S. Mar- U.S. Marines are pretty badass. I want to say that, the, the, I can't remember if it was the Marines they went against, but I know it was, um, like, the uh, British Marines went up against uh, some form of army forces a while back. And it was a training drill, literally England versus America, training <laughs> drill type thing. And it was like 10 British SA, like SAS trained um, like uh, members versus, I want to say it was like 15 or 20 Americans. And like the British... Was it, was it a special forces unit? I can't, I like can't the... remember if it was the American Special Forces or not. I want to say it might be, well, but... Well, to be fair, we have different, like, yeah, levels of Special Forces. It's really like, hard to know with all of you guys. You guys like, for example, really Army hard. Rangers are kind of, like, the the starting point for Special Forces. Whereas, like, SEAL Team 6 is, like, the top of the yeah. top. Yeah, but I remember um, them kicking ass, like, like that's like the spe- That's, like, well, yeah, um... Army, if it was Army Rangers, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, see, know. the thing the thing is, like, I know with us, like, that's the thing that the Brits are really proud of, is, like, more than anything, it's tactic. Like, British British Army has tactics that are just... I, I think that they're just... I think the British Army are really good at being creative with how they fuck with you. Because it's like Plus, when they honestly, did that program on nuking, nuking New York, and it was like, the British didn't do it just once. They did it twice using essentially the exact same tactic, but they just added an extra plane on the second time round to fuck with you even more. <laughs> here's the thing about the UK is like, yes, the US has a very strong military history, 
but so the UK does, but you add another 500 years to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like don't get me wrong. The US has a great... Yeah. But, like, you guys have such a strong military history going back literally a thousand years. Yeah. You know? We, we, are, we are pretty pretty proud of that as well. Like, we've... <laughs> We still kind of all fondly, it might not have been the best time in history, but oh, let's be honest, all British people kind of sit there going with, we still had the majority of the world at one point, so fuck all of you. <laughs> you can be as yeah. up yourself as great as you are, but it's like, none of you own that much of the world. That's, but like, these guys. as far as, the, yeah, as far as like training and tactics, yeah, I gotta give it to you, to you Brits. Um, I think you know, Finland not, is not even more terrifying though. Oh my god! Like the I mean, Finnish they're, they're fucking Vikings. Mental. They're fucking Vikings. Well, the, fin- the Finland is a really weird country because like they don't go to war. Finland <laughs> don't do war. They don't do any battles. Like they don't, but they have an army, obviously. And it's one of those where it's like that. I remember this a few years back. There was like an SAS kind of training thing for like loads of the special forces around the world. And loads of people were really shocked to find out Finland had topped out and been like number one in most things. And everyone's like, how the fuck is the most peaceful nation on earth got the most per- violent army possible? <laughs> Parabellum. If you want peace, prepare for war. <laughs> yeah. Literally. That's, a, that, that, that's, that's the only way to describe it. Parabellum. If you want peace, prepare for war. Yeah. And they, they are prepared, especially with Russia at the moment. <laughs> Like, they're Ugh. fucking terrifying. The Swiss are fucking crazy from what I hear. The Swiss are really... I mean, the Swiss, I don't know how much you know of what they did in, like, the Second World War, but they literally turned their entire country into what you could only describe as one huge fucking landmine. Like, <laughs> they just... They, they, they made bunkers everywhere, and then they just put bombs everywhere else, essentially. And they were like, yep, if and they, Germany they comes... Come, come here, come on, come on, invade us. I dare you. I fucking dare you. They were yeah. like, they were very good. They were like, you either keep your Jew gold here and we'll never tell anyone it's here or um, you come and invade us and we fuck you up. Either which way, you're coming here and we're fucking you. So we're either yeah. taking your money or uh, we're taking your life. Like the, the Swiss, I've got a friend who's half Swiss. He, um, and, like, he loves it out there. He says it's a lovely place. Except I mean, bit, I, bit I have to say this. Oh, it's only because of Russian incompetence that they, they're losing in Ukraine. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, Ukraine that... has put up a good fight. Like, they, they literally, they've done an amazing job. They've done everything right, and they're winning. You know, but, like, from a sheer number standpoint, Russia should have Russia should have been able to essentially flood the country with, with men and be done. Like that's realistically, um, Russia should have been able to almost just bomb rush in, bomb rush in, and just the sheer like, incompetence of like, uh, for one, they didn't have like the the basically the be- here's the thing of why the U.S. is so powerful. We have the best support lines. Like our logistics are literally ten times better than anything else in the world. Yeah, you guys. Well, that and the fucking money. You guys pump it. Like you don't give up. Like. You could be there, like you could be like your president could be told half the country's starving and they need four billion to like like save them and they're like we can take it from the defense budget and I feel like your president would go fuck the defense budget. See, see, school that's budget kind of the can thing... fucking lose it. <laughs> see that that's the kind of thing that pisses me off is the U.S. is geographically blessed, like it is a unicorn when it comes to like defending our country, like geographically, because like. Uh, it's really hard to invade the U.S. It's, like, next to impossible. So, like, 
if we wanted to be just strictly like we will defend our turf, we could literally slash our budget by by a factor of five and still have more than enough money to defend our country should the should should need be. Yeah, considering because you'd still be putting more into it than any other country. <laughs> and it's like both of our neighbors were were very tight with. So I don't th- like coming up through Mexico or Canada. It's not going to happen. Are you, are you still are you guys still good with with Mexico after Trump tried to make them buy pay for a wall? <laughs> I thought they fucking hated you at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dear old uh, as Trump. As far as I know, as far as I know, we're we're good with uh we're good with Mexico. Um, Canada will never admit it, but like they can't live without us. I mean, Canada's foreign policy is literally Canada's literal Canada's nationalism is literally dictated as being in opposition culturally to the U.S. So it's I, like I, I Canada, Canada, Canada is always a little. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I I um, looked at it recently and I'm just there like I used to look at Canada and be like that's like the dream. Like, I have friends who have moved there because they're like Canada is like the dream place to live. They're like, you know, you can, you got all the wind, like you got winter and you got all these activities. It's still quite English like because, you know, it's part of the Commonwealth. So fucking still ours a little bit. And then, like, I've looked at it recently and it's like, uh, what's his name? Justin Trudeau? Oh, yes. Like, uh... I do not even understand that man anymore. Like, I was like, look, I thought you were kind of all right for, for some stuff. Maybe a little too too far to the left on it for a bit. But I'm like, I was pretty chill with most of what you've, you've, you've kind of been like. And I'm like, but after that whole vaccine thing with the truckers, I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, that's, that's, that, See, here's, that's not how it here's works. A, here's the problem I have is... It's, it's like rules for easy, but not for me. I mean, I'm going to speak to this from a U.S. perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, during the t- summer 2020, we had people, you know, like the BLM, riots, protesting, which I'm, I'm going to classify them as two separate groups, okay? There are people who are peacefully protesting, which I have no problem with, and the people who are rioting and destroying the neighborhood. Those people can go fuck themselves. Yeah. But the, you know, but but like they the rioters were allowed to go unchecked, Literally in Seattle, they set up another fucking country, and they're allowed to exist for two weeks. Oh, I heard dying. about this. Yeah, Chad, Chad's the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Like that, like that was a fucking shit show. But like other people protest is suddenly bad, you know. And like you had BLM protests in Canada, and those were fine. Uh, you know, okay, I need to BLM riots in can in Canada. I'm I'm trying. I need to differentiate the two. Um, but like the trucker stuff, which was. Which was a peaceful protest, like, you know, but, th- like, suddenly, they were going really far out. Like, you could tell they were scared. <laughs> I mean, to, to to essentially need to remove them because they figured out how to fuck you up because you were fucking them over. <laughs> and going, you know, yeah, like, we just got to move these fuckers because the... they're blocking roads. And it's like, well, you are taking away their jobs by saying you can't operate anymore without a vaccine. And it's like we don't we don't compel med- medical attention like that's not that's not for. I mean, honestly, the way they handled COVID <clears throat> uh, all over the world was, is was such a crap show. Uh, I mean, know? we in the UK because it because it, it hit like Italy. Italy was the first place in Europe that got hit with it. Yeah, so it we really watched what was happening like happening to Italy, and like the thing is, is everyone in the UK sat there going, with, "Well, are we going to close our borders?" And we we were going with, "Well, they're going to close the borders. They're going to have to. They're going to have to close the borders before Italian people like will people start coming back with it." It's like we're an island nation, and it's like the greatest benefit of having no fucking countries touching you is that nothing gets to you here. Like the same we thing are with the that US. protected. We, it's the same thing with the U.S. because we literally have two 
huge fucking ocean separating us from the rest of the world and our literal neighbors we're friends with. So yeah. it's like, it's a, it's a similar thing. Yeah, and like, but we were there like, so are we going to close all the borders, stop letting people come back through? And it was like, we're watching as Italy is going downhill week by week by week. And then on week three, they, like, our government finally spoke up and went, all right, so this COVID thing is probably going to be an issue. And you're like, three weeks ago, it was a fucking issue. It's like, now it's entered our country and it's fucking infecting everyone here. <laughs> and it's like, all because you didn't want to shut a fucking border. Because you're like, no, trade. And everyone in the UK is like, fuck your trade. I mean, honestly, I want to It would have been, been better if, like, right when it happened, if we would have locked down for, like, two to two weeks to a month, everyone, it, it probably wouldn't have lasted as long. Yeah. Look at, look at I Australia. Do have, they slapped it. They, they, they fucking saw COVID and slapped that fucking Japan. city. Japan, Japan did, did the too. same. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do have, so, like, I, I want to be sympathetic to be like, oh, we didn't know any better at the time, you know, because, like, masks have been proven to yeah. be useless you know but um, we all knew better <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i mean it came out literally that there was memos where they they, they knew masks weren't, weren't gonna work from the beginning so i got no tolerance of that you know like here in the u.s we had like dr fauci basically just he's still trying to cling to that crap and just uh i don't know um it's a it's a crap show like <laughs> Like, I'm not, I don't go so, like, obviously COVID is, exists and whatnot. It just, like, the way we handled it was just, all across the world was just bad. Yeah. I, th to be fair, the people I still don't get are all the COVID deniers. They're like, it wasn't real. And you're like, look, I'm, I'm all for conspiracy. But here's my problem with your global conspiracy bullshit. Are you seriously telling me that you think enough people have managed to keep this fucking secret? can't even keep video games secret. Like, the amount of leaks that come out from video yeah. games. Like, GTA uh, 6 like... keeps getting fucking leaked, and you're like... <laughs> if they can it. leak GTA 6, don't you think? You know? Or, like, the amount of government stuff. Like, you know, the amount of government leaks. Like, WikiLeaks, yeah. you know? Well, I think it might have been a, in an interview I watched with... Uh, I want to say it was Mike Baker. Who, like, um, who had said in, like, one of, like, an interview he was on once before, he was like, the reason that you know 9-11, he was like, to my knowledge, isn't an inside job, and he went, and the reason I don't think it ever could have been an inside job, he was like, is because, do you know how many fucking people it would take to keep that secret? He went, and you're telling me after 20 years, no one's come out saying, all right, look, I was actually the guy who was in control of that plane. Like, it was all droned, it was an inside job, we killed a lot of it. Like, he's like, no one would keep that secret for, like, more than six weeks to a, maybe, maybe six months. The only part of 9-11 that I do think something fishy is in regards to the Pentagon. Maybe Flight 9-11, but, like, the other flight. But, like, the Pentagon stuff, there is, like, some fishy yeah. stuff. But, like, the towers, yeah. Um, but it's, like, because, you know they came out the day before and said they're missing $11 trillion. Yeah, I heard this, and it was like, they, they literally said, we're missing a lot of money, and then the place where they needed to look for all that money was just flattened to the ground. And, like, and, like, all, and, the, and then it's like, all the footage has been confiscated. The only thing we've seen is stills. There is no video of the Pentagon, of the planes hitting the Pentagon. See? There's pictures. Like, we have, we have footage of planes hitting the World Trade Centers from, like, every fucking angle. But not you know? the Pentagon. And, and, like, as far as, like, the flight stuff, like, if you look at, like, the wreckage stuff, it looks a little fishy. And, like, uh, cell phones and airplanes, get, you know, that clear. Like, it's, I'm suspicious, but I'm not going to outright call it, you know, a fake. Yeah, see, I'm just going to say, I, 
there are some fishy elements to it. That's all. I'm, that's the most I'll go for. Yeah. See, I've always said that the thing is, is like, because I don't feel like you hear a lot of conspiracies in the UK. <laughs> which I don't know if it just means we're just not creative enough, or whether we're just so docile to the shit that we go through, maybe that we don't even try to think of anything about it. But like, for you guys, it it, it feels like every time a member of your like political party, like any member uh, of a one second, party speaks, uh, the rat's trying to get in the food. I'm gonna oh, just move God. the bag real quick. <laughs> no, no, no! It just take me a second. That's all right. My apologies. That's um, all right. I could I could literally see it chewing on it. I didn't want to like you know get on it too much. So I just kind of like okay, just just move it. You know. Plus I took the opportunity to move the, the trash bin to kind of you know so <laughs> protect protect all all the uh, areas of interest. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. Any, but yeah. Like um like Kennedy. I mean that's pretty much you know like it's pretty much all but confirmed. There's more to it than that. I mean, I, I I've I've seen the Kennedy one and like the Kennedy like the Kennedy stuff, and I'm like I I, I can see why like it's not very like good to feel like I I can see why the official narrative isn't sat with well with people when it's like how the fuck does one bullet make twelve different movements in a single I'm like I'm I'm the UK doesn't have many guns. I'm a big fan of guns. I think they're really fun to play with. Less so in a school, but. Hey ho! Everyone's got their preference of areas to do things. Um, I will say this. Okay, so in, in my opinion, the school shooting epidemic is not so much a gun problem as it is a mental health problem. Yeah. Because we've had because like school shootings are really only a phenomenon of like the last twenty twenty five years. Like literally back in the fifties, a kid could bring a rifle to school. They had like you know shooting clubs. It, it hasn't re didn't really become an issue until more recent times where guns are, you know, so, so it's like statistically, I feel like because guns are even more available back then and they weren't really a thing versus now uh, to me, it feels like it's not really necessarily a gun problem, but more of a person problem. Oh, for, for sure. Well, I think like someone made like, I've seen things where people have made the point. It's like every single time one happens though, it's like, you know the name of the guy who shot up the school and it's like it's the most public form of like suicide to get that much attention to yourself right before you know you're gonna get shot to shit oh that's definitely a factor that and it's like factor. you're not talking about mentally stable individuals here and it's it, like you said it is mental health like in the uk a lot of us say it's like you don't have to get rid of guns but it's like why the fuck don't you make doctors sign off on someone being allowed a gun like if i wanted to get a gun in the uk like i can i can get an uzi but I've got to go to my doctor and I've got to get him to sign off on me having that. Like, he has to say that he thinks I'm mentally stable enough, looking at, like, my records, that I can be trusted with such a thing. And everyone sits there going with, why the fuck are you guys just letting anyone walk in and buy one from a goddamn Walmart? And also, not, why can not... you buy it in a Walmart? <laughs> well, for well, one thing, Walmart's been kind of tearing that down, first and foremost. They're tearing but, like, it down. Well, I wish they'd tear down Walmart, but, like, the gun sales, they're not doing it as much. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, but, it's, but, like, it's not like just walk in and get one. There is background checks and, and whatnot, and there are restrictions. I think mental health is part of it. Um, but, like, I, I, I just... Uh, it's a it's a complex one to go through. I'm pretty pro-gun. Like, I'm a, I'm a pro-gun person. Yeah. I feel like anyone who is, like, sane enough and respects a gun... Because, like, I feel like... 
if, if you own a gun and you have children, you teach the child to respect the gun. You know, like, you take your kid out to a range, you show them the effects of the gun, you show them, hey, don't touch my guns, but you do it in a way like, hey, don't do it because daddy, tell, like, you do it in a way where it's like the kid understands the danger. Because, like, too often than not, it's, it's more of like, don't touch daddy's guns. Why? Because I said so. And then, like, let's play with daddy's guns, you know? Yeah. You know, but, but it's, it's, you know, children are going to ask why. And if they understand why, you know, and you raise them to respect the gun, then it's not going to be an issue. See, I, you know, I've always said, I, I think it makes, <clears throat> I think the first thing is like, I've always said to, to, to like a lot of my American friends, I get, I get your whole second amendment right to bear arms and the idea, the ideal that it was, which was that we have it to fight against a government if the government tries to oppress us and all that kind of shit. And I'm like, I get that. And I'm like, and that made sense back in 1776 when you had muskets and the government also had muskets. I'm like, but your government have fucking drones that can strike you down from three Uh, miles off the surface of this planet. I'm like, you're fucked against that. (laughs) I have two counter arguments. Vietnam, Afghanistan, well, three, Iraq. Okay, the US government is really good at scorched earth tactics. Yeah. But the problem is, uh, if they're if they're gonna be trying to fight against the U.S., they're not gonna destroy a whole town. It's gonna be, and the U.S. has proven that when it comes to urban warfare and trying to like you know weed out people, they aren't that good at it. So, like, if and if you have people in the U.S. who like people in the U.S. will hide them, you know, and they know the terrain, you know, you're fighting insurgents in your own backyard, and 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 the U.S. has proven. Afghanistan, Vietnam, Iraq, that they are not very good at insurgents. So all these bombers are effectively useless. You're basically almost fighting people on their own terms. And the thing is, the U.S. populace is very well trained. There's plenty of military veterans. There's active militias in the U.S. All over. It's like the whole, like, oh, we have, you know, all these, like, A-10 warthogs. Like, you think they're going to turn that against, uh, against, uh, Pesapeak, Virginia? Like, literally, you know, whatever. <laughs> Like, like, come on. Depends on like, how many of them start fighting back. <laughs> but e- e- even if it's like 30% of a town is fighting, they're not going to destroy the whole town because, like, you, just one innocent dying, and it's an optics disaster. Wow. <laughs> the U.S. is killing its own citizens. You know, I wasn't even fighting back, you know. It's, well, it's... yeah, but there won't be anyone to say that. That's the point with the government. <laughs> well... But still, I, 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 that, that's my response to the whole... See, I've, I've always said, own them, be happy with them. But I, I, I'm just like, just stop saying it's to fight back and just say it's because guns are fucking fun. Just say it. Just let's all agree. Guns are fun. They're incredibly <laughs> fun to play with. They're fun to go... It's fun to go hunting. It's beneficial to go hunting. And it's like, it's fun to go to a range. I went to a range when I was in America. I fired like 15 different guns. Best day of my life. I mean, honestly, you ask any person, yeah, they'll agree with you, guns are fun. And yeah. they'll admit that it's part of it. But the thing is, as far as it, like, there's also there's also the self-protection angle, you know? Because, like, See, that, that always bothers me, the whole, like, self-protection thing. And I get that, again, like, it makes perfect sense. But it's one of those where I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is why the English are always like, well, why don't you just get rid of them then? It's like, because, I get it. The problem like, in, the, in the UK is, like, People will want to commit violence even if you remove the tool. That's why in the UK you have problems with stabbings or people putting acid in your faces, you know, or whatnot. And yeah, thanks to that now, it's really hard to get hold of most acid products. (laughs) You know, so it's like, 
you know, you're just removing one tool, and people want to commit violence any way they want. So my, my, my thing is, the only way, like, in these kind of situations, I'm, I'm a believer in a good guy with a gun. I'm I, I, I'm a firm, I believe in that. Yeah. You know, like, because, like, honestly, a person with a concealed weapons permit is honestly probably one of the most law-abiding citizens you'll, you'll ever find. Because, like, the amount of loopholes they need to, well, not loopholes, but, like, the amount of hoops they need to jump through to get their, like, concealed weapons permit, and the amount of, like, upkeep they have to do, they're probably, like, really upstanding citizens. Yeah. If they have, like, a, you know, because honestly... Like there's been times where like I'm in I'm in line at at, at a at a Taco Bell, and the per I see the person in front of me has like a gun on their holster. They're open carrying. I feel safer, honestly. I feel safer standing next to them because I know that if something happens, they'll you know they they might be shooting back, and it's also a deterrent, you know. Yeah. See, I I I like again, it's because I'm English, but it's like I feel so uncomfortable around people just open carrying guns that like I dislike train stations like paddington station in london for example i fucking hate it there because we have armed police officers walking around because you know terrorists and shit they exist we need to make sure that areas that would be a good target such as train stations that have that much foot traffic um <clears throat> probably aren't aren't that highly at risk but like i walk past these guys carrying like mp5s and i'm just there like nah Nah, I'm like fucking no. I'm like that. I just feel uncomfortable that you have one, good sir. I'm like, I get it. Protect me. I'm like that's probably a culture thing, cause like oh for sure it the, is. You know, being in the U.S., obviously, like I've been raised around guns. You know, I've known people have been have guns. You know, guns been shot around me. You know, at ranges and whatnot. You know, it's like, you know, so it's 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 I'm kind of desensitized to it a, a little bit. Um. So like we can kind of chalk that one up to more. It's not really a yeah point of debate. It's more just culture, cultural difference, know. and it's like I said, I get it, and I enjoy guns. I really do. They're fun to play with, but like the whole the 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 the, the open carry concept is probably like my greatest fucking dislike for for any of it. Because I'm like concealed carry, I kind of get. I'm like because it's not threatening. It's not. And, like, yeah, the danger is if you can conceal carry and you are concealed carrying, no one knows that you're a threat. But similarly, you don't you don't feel well, like you're Well, if you're concealed carrying without a permit, you're doing it illegally. Yeah. So. But, like, but and yeah, the, but I think the thing is, is, like, part of it, in my opinion, always comes to if you conceal carry, I'm like, no one's going to notice, really, that you're probably concealed carrying half the time. <laughs> I, I will say, like, there are some pro-gun advocates where it's, like, they take their AR-15 and they walk through Target. And I, like, I've seen videos of them. I think that's a little excessive. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say they shouldn't be allowed to do it. But I'm just saying from a, like, social standpoint. Like, like if you if you have, like, a Glock strapped to your hip and you're walking through Target, whatever. You know? But, like, having a fucking AR-15, like, do you really, like... See, like, they, I'm not, that's, like, that's the thing that I don't get the it's most. It's more of an excessive. Like, it's more of, like, yeah. it's more of, like, really? Like, sure, you can do it. But should you, you know, like, I'm not saying you should be, uh, should, I'm not saying it should be illegal to do it, but it's more of a really do ethical. Kind of thing. Is it ethical to go walking around your local target ethical. with an AR-15? Like, yeah, I make it, I make an ethical argument yeah. against it. It's See, not like, I, 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 legally, sure. You know, it's like, sure, I can carry uh, a bow and arrow. Like, I can, I can carry, you know, a bow and arrow through, uh, through a target, you know, should I? I, I mean, if I'm. If I'm if I'm looking to try and match it with something, okay. I look at that argument doesn't work, but like, like sure, I can uh, 
I can uh, I can have a uh, I can have a rim for a Mustang. I can carry that. Should I carry it through a Target? Like, sure, I'm legally allowed to carry the uh, a, a, a a rim for a '69 Mustang through a Target, but like, should I? You know, that's that's the argument that I'm making. Like, I'm not saying yeah. legally, but like. But yeah. Just morally and ethically, uh, is it even necessary kind of thing? And we're like, this is like, this sure. is what I never understand. Is like pistol, the whole pistol at your hip, tied up, sure, whatever. You know, that's it is what it is. You See, know, the, it's, the, the the pistol, like walking around with a pistol, I, I I go with it's less less terrifying in the sense of like pistols are, in my opinion, like a non-threatening gun. Like, yeah, you can let off a fair few bullets with one of them, but it's, like, in the nicest way. It's like, I don't think a pistol concerns me because it can't let off 30 bullets in about three seconds. And there's also the other thing where it's, like, if you have an AR-15, there's no way to secure it. Because usually when you have it, you have it in a holster, and it's, like, you got that clip down on there. Like, it's clipped in. The person isn't just going to, like, reach forward and and start shooting at any moment. They got to, like, unclip it and then pull it out. You it's know. a fumble. It's an ass of a job to do in like a quick half second, unless you're very well trained in it. Yeah. So it's like even if it's like easy to get it out, it's still there's still something securing it. Versus like the AR-15 on on your shoulder, like at any moment, you know, you know. So it's it's kind of a like okay, and and it's also with the pistol. It's like hey, I know it's there. I know it's secure. He's not doing anything. He's not being threatening. Whatever, you know. Yeah. Like I said, I, I I'm I'm one of those. Like I'm all for them. I'm I'm just very cautious around them. And I I always say to people, I kind of go with, I'm happy that America allows it because it means I can go on a holiday and play with a gun, and I don't have to worry about the gun when I come home. I'm like the guns over in America killing people, not in England killing people. I mean, I'm the kind of person to where once uh once I get my own house, I'm probably gonna get myself like a a shotgun or maybe a 38 revolver or maybe yeah. both or something just for home defense. <laughs> You know. See, this is this is the other thing is like, because uh, I always hear a lot of people say it's like for the home defense, and it's like is like the first thing that always comes to my mind is like is 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 America such a bad place that like your house is like a break in's just that common? Yes. Yeah. Like, because yeah, especially, especially robbery happens. It, it it depends <clears throat> on the area, but like if you live in an urban or like inner city area, it is like very you know. Like, if, like, for example, I live 40 minutes from Detroit. If I lived in Detroit, you bet your sweet ass I'd have a gun. Yeah. Um, you know, I and the thing is, like, crime happens. And, I, I, you know, it's like... But all, but also, um, there's some states that have castle doctrine. And there's kind of laws to where it's like, you can't shoot someone in the back. Like, if they're running away, you can't shoot them. You know, it's like, you, know, you have to be fearful of your life. But, like, if you shoot them in the back, it's the assumption is... Were you really fearful of your life if you shot them in the back? Like, it was the situation really that, you know, kind of thing? Yeah. Like, there's certain laws to where, you know, self-defense laws, you know. Self-defense um, is only self-defense not, to a certain extent kind of thing. I, I don't know all the laws, so I, I may be wrong yeah. in some of the stuff. But, like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Michigan is a castle doctrine state. Some states aren't castle doctrine. You know, there are some states where even if you, even if the person was literally charging you with a knife, and you shot them dead, you could still be brought up on manslaughter charges. See, so it, it, it differs from state to state. See, I've I've said this many a time about America. It's part of what I I greatly fucking hate with the country. Almost is that like because you differ from state to state, yet you call yourself a country. 
I'm like, no fucking country I've ever been to goes, yeah, 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 well, this is the law here, but if you go to the next county over, the law just fucking changes. I'm like, that's what countries do. I'm like, Spain goes, I mean, yeah, this is the law here, man. We're the United States of America. Yeah. But that's what I mean is like the thing is like I, I, I've come to the uh, end conclusion of America needs to sort its shit out, agree on like maybe the federal government just do uh, just do the army kind of thing. I mean, think of the US like the EU. Down. I, I do like... now. That's like that's how I've been trying to explain it to my friends for a long time is that like I'm like America is closer to Europe than it will ever be to like England and we've got to stop looking at America like it's fucking England or Spain. Like it's, or not, an ex- like and it's not an exact, it's not like an exact yeah. comparison. But it is a very, fairly close comparison. Yeah. I'll, I'll grant you that. For sure, you guys. Like, I, I, I say that America is like 50... Well, I think actually someone said it on one of my other podcasts. I believe it was um, Lin, uh, a woman called Lindsay Nelson who said it's... Um, America is like 50 countries in a trench coat pretending to be one. <laughs> I mean, that's fairly apt. And I was so like, like, that's a nice way of doing it. <laughs> basically, the levels of law is we have local, local yeah. ordinances, which is like, you know, your local... There's, there's county... You know, because, like, each state is, like, different counties. You know, yeah. like, for example, I'm in Wayne County, Michigan. Then there's state level, which is, you know, I'm in Michigan. And then there's federal, which is, like, all, all over the yeah. United States. Which which almost works until you think about the fact that the federal government still think weed's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Then it's like a fucking are... weird one. Okay, you want to you wanna have your head hurt? There are some oh, states where, where weed is legal, but only on the state level. So here in Michigan, both medicinal and recreational weed is legal, and you can obtain it fairly easily. So if a state cop stops you, they can't arrest you for weed. Versus a federal agent stops you, they could arrest you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. I told you you get your your, your headache. I fucking love this country so much. So oh, yes, weed is legal in Michigan. We have dispensaries literally popping up everywhere. I got a question then. What happens if a federal agent walks into a weed dispensary? Can he shut down the weed dispensary? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. Because um, that's I that's like me- that's going to be the next big fucking drama for America, isn't it? Is that like they're going to find out the government is shutting down weed dispensaries? As far as I know, cool. there are some. When it comes to these dispensaries, they do have issues with, like, banking. With, like, I have, I have heard money. recently that, like, some companies are struggling because of that federal fucking decision. Like, yeah. where it's like, well, technically my income's illegal. And you're like, what do you mean it's illegal? It's, See, it's this, illegal this kind of just ties in to, like, the general argument of making something illegal only drives it underground. We saw it during, like, U.S. Prohibition, you know. Or yeah, we... how'd that go for you guys? Oh, uh, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, basically, uh, Prohibition gave rise to, like, the organized crime, you know, like, the 30s and, and yeah. like, uh, onward, you know. The like, good, honestly, good we really... Al Capone and everything, wasn't it? Here's, here's the thing. We didn't really start to get rid of organized crime to the 80s. Like, that was when, like, Rudy Giuliani and whatnot was really starting to re- really took down the mobsters was back in the 80s. So think about it. From the 20s and 30s to the 80s, the mob pretty much ruled supreme. And the worst part is, if you think about it like that, my queen, my my queen ran for seventy fucking years, and you got to think she got pretty good at what she was doing thanks to seventy years. If you're in organized crime, sixty years is a good amount of time to get good at what you're doing. Like, I'm not surprised. Like, I feel like the thing is, is America feels like the kind of country where you guys have a lot more, like, not like not just like gangs, but like gangs in the sense of like you have the mob and shit like that, and it's like. 
a lot more almost it feels common in the idea that like americans I mean, kind of fair, know, like i mean here in america we kind of romanticize organized crime to a degree yeah um but also organized crime i mean literally the organized crime that we romanticize is la costa nostra you know the italian mafia you know um and it's like oh the russian mafia the irish mafia you know it's like um it's 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 a lot of them kind of in the u.s and sure crime culture is is uh is glorified to an extent um but yeah which has got to be weird because like i mean don't get me wrong because i think america produced one of my favorite tv shows to ever exist thanks to your obsession with crime forensic files was the greatest show to ever have been produced and i've watched every episode 34 every, times over. every woman's favorite sleep aid that's that's what i call it i honestly that's how that's how i got into it was that my partner introduced me to it. not my current one but an ex of mine many years ago introduced me to it when it was on netflix being like ah oh. i was like what's this and they're like oh it's called forensic files and i don't think i ever slept again because i was watching going with damn damn and i'd see like you know end of season one i'd be like look season two guys you should have fucking watched the first season to learn what was going on because you all suck at this <laughs> Did you ever watch uh, Unsolved Mysteries from the 90s? Oh, I think I With, did. Uh, Robert Stackhouse or whatever? I think I did. You know, like, do, 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 you know, there was that, like, really creepy music and shit. And, yeah. Like, like that was, that was the, the, the fucking bomb back in the day. Like, I remember in the 90s, he's like, I mean, if you watch it now, it's all, like, dated and, and whatnot. But, well, like, yeah, but, just... you know, so was Forensic Files on a 4 by 3 uh, aspect ratio. But it was fucking quality. <laughs> I know! Like, uh, Unsolved Mysteries, like, the production quality is still pretty cool, and just, like, it's always weird, like, you watch it, like, they do a lot of, like, missing person stuff, and it's like, okay, they're doing vintage stuff, they do update, and they meet each other, it's, like, all 90s fashion, and just, like, oh, I'm back to reality. <laughs> like, uh, they did a, they did an episode on Alcatraz, it was really good, because, like, they actually, like, shot, like, the parts in Alcatraz, and, like, they actually showed the actual masks that, the, that they used to, like, escape from it. It was actually really freaking cool. See, this is the thing. Like, I've got to say, you guys, I, I think it's like, I, 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 like, I always kind of say that I think it's like Americans, it feels like you guys are a lot more almost creative than, like, a lot of us in a lot of different ways. But it's because I think you guys just, you fuck, you try and, like, make everything a form of entertainment. Like, because... <laughs> I never really heard of people clapping on a fucking plane until, like, it started circling around thanks to, like, American TikToks and shit. And I'm like, what do you mean clapping when the fucking plane lands? And everyone's like, yeah, some people do that. And you're like, who the fuck? Have you heard of the wave at sporting events? Yeah, yeah. That's that's always a fun one, you know. I, I, don't, I don't mind a good wave. That's, that's, that's a bit of fun. But it's like, you or, guys... Or, it's like, or like, the chop. See, it's like you guys though. It's like you make you make you make your own fucking documentaries on serial killers that like tormented you for so long. Like Ted yeah. Bundy killed how many women, and he's had how many fucking documentaries? <laughs> like, oh my god, the like. Here's the thing about it. Like, here's the thing about American women. Never fuck with American woman because why she do you was guys raised... fucking obsessed by them? <laughs> no, no, because. <laughs> Like Amer like I I don't know how many American women are like so fucking obsessed with serial killers and they watch these like forensic files and all this shit like don't fuck with American woman she can kill you and, and like get away with it 
probably knows how to dismember a body and hide it. Probably. Like, Luminol's not finding this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, but it is. It's like you guys are. You just you're quite like. I mean, you've got Hollywood and everything anyway, and you are the land of opportunity, uh, which I think like has a big big effect on on the mindset that you guys kind of enter things with. Because like you are born and raised in the land of opportunity, even though opportunity is dying everywhere. But you, you, it's still uh, the like land of opportunity. I mean, I'm literally. And... I I mean, I'm poor as shit, and I'm still creating comic books. So I, I gotta argue against that. Yeah. But this, that's that's what I mean. It's like, for you guys, it's like, it is an actual thing where, like, I think opportunity still quite exists a bit more for you. Whilst, like, in the UK, I'd say we all kind of live in the dismal reality. It's like, eh, there ain't much great going on here anymore. It's like, we we need, like, a whole generation of people to kind of fucking die already so that we can get on with our lives because, uh... It's not that easy when 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 there's nowhere to live and there are no jobs and it's predominantly because old people don't die soon enough. I love my grandparents dearly, I really do, but you know, they are homeowners and people will sit there and agree with me that sometimes the elderly just need to kind of stop so that we yeah, can Yeah, that's live kind up. of the thing about like the US is is we're a very youth focused society. Um you know where where our society is really more based around the young versus like the UK where it's more based around the old. Yeah, well, it's because they it's because they keep living and they keep winning all the fucking votes so that we can't really stop them from <laughs> from from being too focused on themselves. And I mean, because you guys, I mean, your political system is a fucking it's a, stress. Yeah, it's like bad. the the, uh, the, the whole two party system just stuff. Right wing, left wing, they're both part of the same bird at the end yeah. of the day. Well, I mean, I, I, I always say it's like, it's one of those where it's like, uh, the Democrats I find entertaining in the sense of it's like, you know, they've, they've become the face of the left and they're like the face of the whole, like, we support everyone for everything, gay, straight, black, well, white, yeah, like, it's like everyone's they'll, they'll, everything. They'll, and then I, you look I, at the Republicans it, and you go, but they're the ones who actually freed the slaves. <laughs> Yeah, and then like the the other problem with with with, uh, with the with the Democrats is like they'll say, "Oh, we support everyone," and then like they enact po they they you know they'll you know they turn around and and do the exact opposite. It's 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 bad. It's terrible. What 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 was it they were calling um Joe Biden? Wasn't it like st stop and go Joe or something? Because he was the guy who backed the whole stop and search thing that was like really fucking bad for oh, the black community oh, or something. Oh, you want to get into that? Uh, like. Uh, Biden and then Camilla Harris as well did something, didn't she? <laughs> uh, I think Biden was a big proponent of like the Brady Bill and whatnot, or or uh, the the Tough on Crime Act in the yeah. mid nineties, which is really w the cause of a lot of our problems today in the here in the U.S. is is over policing, the militarization of police. Like, I got no problem with cops. Like, I I think you know they do a necessary service, but some of them are insanely corrupt, and the problem is. You get these precincts to where even the good cops can't even speak up. You know, like the the cops that are actually you know good, they can't even speak up. You know, because of fear of reprisal. And then you know, obviously uh, the cops, you know, militarization where they get like military hardware. You know, and they they act more like a military than a community organization. You know. I mean, I watch a lot of those um, auditing guys that like walk around with like a GoPro attached to them and kind of, I. 
I have to say that the one thing I dislike about all the auditing videos is like that everyone who audits the police, like it, it feels like they almost go out of their way just to piss off a police officer. I mean, to be fair, that's that's what they're doing, which is like uh, they're doing a YouTube video and they're yeah. trying to create content. You know, and like, like, I hate that. I'm like, you, like... You, you don't need to, you don't need to wind up the guy who's just like in the nicest way. Imagine if I walked into your fucking place of work with a camera in your fucking face and just pissed you off when you're trying to get on with your paperwork by asking stupid fucking questions that have nothing to do with me. And it's like, you'd want to punch me and you fucking would. He's not allowed to. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, to be fair, I do actually like watching uh, YouTube videos where like these, uh, these, these feds or whatever, get like, get their fucking asses handed them. And, oh, it's and, funny know. as fuck. <laughs> like there's this, uh, there's this one video where the ATF, which is literally a joke of an organization, um, they, they, they like seriously defund the ATF, uh, what where is the ATF? alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Do you have do you, a, do you, do you... you have a fucking department to deal with booze? There Booze, they mostly just guns. They most they mostly deal with firearms. They're a fucking joke. Like you, you, you have you heard of the Waco disaster? I I know I, I I've heard of it, but I don't know if I'm too sure of its its exact okay. nature. Okay. Uh, look look up the documentary like the there's a docudrama series called Waco, uh, which basically it's it's like a it's a, it's, it's not like act, like fully factually accurate, but it'll give you a sense of the events. It's on like Netflix or something. It's like a full on drama series. You know, kind of thing. And it was produced, like, within the last five years, so it's pretty good. Um, uh, like, that that's what I recommend. Like, uh, Ruby Ridge, there's also that one. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, just watch watch Waco. It was, like, a Paramount Plus, Paramount, Paramount series or whatever. I think, you know. But, like, um, yeah, so there's this video. Like, this guy um, went to, like, a house to, like, like, he had, like, a list. And the guy, the ATF agent, refused to identify himself. So the guy, so the the person didn't open his door. Like he opened it a crack, threatened the guy, and then he's like, "Hey, get, get get off of my property!" So he called the police. Wait, no, 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 I don't think he even opened the door. But like he called the police, and the police responded. They said, "Police, who you are? Identify yourself." They're like, "I'm not an ATF agent," and if, you know, like, and the ATF agent had a gun in his hand, and. The local cops literally got the ATF agent on the ground because he refused to produce federal identification. You know, and the and the ATF agent got all baby mode and whining and like I, I, I can't breathe, I have breathing problems. It's like, uh, tell that to George Floyd, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, uh, I just. Uh. It's it, it, it's one of those things where it's like if you want a justice boner, you watch it because like. It's just so beautiful to watch. But what the fuck is the point of that agency, though? Surely that's just law enforcement. That's, that that's the that question. Kind of that, shit. That, that is the question they keep asking themselves. Because, like, mean, honestly, anything the ATF does can probably be handled by the FBI. Honestly, I I think I might move to America and become an ATF agent. It just sounds like the low-risk job. Like, you don't do fuck all because there's not really much you have to do. The FBI, the CIA, or the local police can probably do your fucking job. <laughs> I mean, you just harass law-abiding gun owners. That's your job. That sounds like fun. Let's do that. That, that sounds like fun. Just knock on doors like, you got a gun? Yeah, cool. <laughs> let me see. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me see the gun. <laughs> Like, See, you're gonna you're gonna ask me out to dinner while you're at it. 
Sure, let's hit up the gun range. You can show me the gun firing, and then we can go grab some Taco Bell. Sounds like a good deal. <laughs> to be fair, I have to say this. Taco Bell has only recently actually come to the UK. Like, I am we've so only sorry recently just started getting it. Well, this is the I'm thing. I'm so sorry. When I was in America, none of my friends would let me go to a Taco Bell. Because they're, they're like, good. no, it's the worst fucking place. They're like, that food will give you food poisoning. In the UK, like, people love it. Like, it's decent. It's not a... It's like, it's not bad. Like, I, I, I like the, like, seven bean burrito thing they do. Because I don't eat meat. So, like, anywhere that does something a little veggie is always a good okay. option for me. And I'm like, I have worked, that I have shit worked slaps. <laughs> I have worked at Taco Bell, okay? I've literally, I literally worked at Taco Bell for eight months. So, like, let me give you the inside story. Most Taco Bells are mismanaged as shit. The managers are fucking idiots. And they're constantly short-staffed. They have no idea. It's, it's a, it, you know, they, they treat their employees like shit. Um, and it's just gotten worse since I left. Cause I worked there in like 2015, 2016, like the pandemic made, just made it even worse. Oh, it's like being brand brothers. Cause they're owned by a company called the Yum brand, obviously. Yeah. And the Yum brand also owned Pizza Hut. I worked for Pizza Hut for about nine months. So it's the exact same issue. They do the, they have the exact same problems. They mistreat staff. It becomes understaffed. Everything goes tits up. They're just rude, abusive people. Like... I literally like just left the job. Like I left the job because I I was leaving anyway. Stayed like an extra month and a half. Got abused for, for it, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, you." Then. Somehow, somehow they still stay in business. I have no idea yeah. how, they, like, how they manage. It's probably because they have a never-ending supply of people wanting to work there. Yeah, well, you know, fifteen-year-olds need jobs. Sixty-year-olds need jobs. Yeah. Uh. uh, uh <laughs> Steve, who just got divorced and lost his job, needs a job. Well, Steve, who's just gotten divorced and asked to pay, like, $3,000 to his wife because of a court order. <laughs> now needs his second job just to fucking pay her and keep his keep keep himself in a box flat. Yeah. <laughs> See, but, I mean... But this is it. It's like, in the UK, though, like, they're loved. Me and my partner really like Taco Bell. One actually opened in the town I live in recently. It's, like, a mile away. So it's like Taco only Bell a quick ten minute walk, terrible. and I'm like, that's the best thing in the world. <laughs> like it's not terrible food, and like the prices have gone up, but like they're still pretty reasonable. I'm not saying they're bad, but like the service, it's just mostly the service really is is bad. See, like I mean, to be fair, whilst I was out there, my friends weren't big on going to any of the American like takeaway kind of things, like McDonald's and all that, which I found a bit of a shame. But at the same time, I kind I of like, felt uh, like it. Good. <laughs> Wendy's is, is really the only, like, fast food burger I'll get, because, like, Wendy's burgers taste pretty good. Um, I think I went to a Dairy Queen for, like, something. Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen, well, probably for ice cream. Yeah. I was um, gonna say, I think I went for, like, an ice cream or, or milkshake or something to that degree. I'm trying to think of, like, national chains that I like. Uh, Subway's pretty good. I like Subway. See, um, a, you can't, can't go wrong with Subway, as long as you're not Jared from Subway. Then it's a problem. Oh. Uh, Ah, oh, Subway Jared. <laughs> just it's it's just like you say it, and just all the memories. Like you, you try and block out. Like I I for some reason barely know who he is, but heard like only of his drama, and then only really knew him prior to that because of South Park. I mean, I I, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I saw the commercials growing up, but like just knowing that he went to all those elementary schools and like was you know used that as. 
Eh, what can I say? Phil, I'm promoting a comic book. <laughs> Less on the subway jarring, more on the screecher comic. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Let's uh, we're walking and we're walking. Yeah, and uh, and in, in chapter three, Screecher is gonna <laughs> fucking end Jared. <laughs> uh, that's in the uh, the X-rated version of the comic book that will be coming along in twenty twenty five. See that you just cut out there for me for a second. Sorry, what was that? That was in the X-rated version of the comic that's coming along in twenty twenty five. I'll buy that copy as well. I'll, I'll get that. That sounds pretty dope. Just that, Screecher, yeah, awesome. Just get just do you should just do do like a comedy like x-rated edition one where it's just screecher fucking up everyone who's been caught for doing something majorly wrong like if you really want to be funny about it as well you have screecher break into the uh prison in new new york that was holding epstein and have screecher hang epstein <laughs> oh actually here's the thing so screecher is meant to be an all-ages comic but torn samurai is a mature rated comic book um where there's blood guts gore you know cur cursing Literally, their base of operations is a brothel, you know, and I just sold you on the comic. Um, like, My I could is. actually do an issue of Turn Samurai where he just, like, takes down a pedo pedophilia ring, and I could totally get away with it because it's a mature-rated comic, so tackling that subject matter is perfectly within the bounds of that comic. See, like, it's funny as well, like, because I, I don't know why, but you can you can make real comedy out of doing shit like that as well. And yeah, you kind of um, offset it, and it would be fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and in uh, Turn Samurai, it's more of like a dark comedy. That's like its tone, like it's violent and gory, but like has some like dark jokes in it. So, I I, I actually kind of want to do that now. Like <laughs> just an issue of Turn Samurai, where he just like raids a pedophilia thing or just murders pedophiles or some <laughs> shit. Like, I, I want to do that now. <laughs> I, I, look, so, I, I expect my name on the back in very small writing, just creative credit to me as well for, for giving you... Well, a... act actually, what I was going to do is in the credits page, I'd give you a special thanks. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> special thanks to, to Hugo for inspiring the pedophile murder arc. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the credit for it. And then, and then like, when it becomes a Netflix series, when they tackle that episode, I'll make sure your name goes on the credits for the episode. <laughs> Worst thing being, I've got I've got a career in politics hopefully coming in my future, and that would just fucking really like. Well, that to be fair, no, that that could benefit me, having a story <laughs> attached to my name about pedophilia. I mean, like that's half of politics anyway. At least in the UK, anyway. If they just let you in, go like, yo, come on. They'll prob they'll probably give you dukedom for it anyway. Exactly, I'll be I'll be sound. <laughs> Call me Andy. I don't care. This is a really dark turn. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you guys, you guys got all that QAnon stuff that was going on. I don't know if that still exists for I you. I mean, but... we got QAnon, we got Antifa. You know, I mean, BLM. Did, See, did, I've 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 lost track of all the like weird pop up things that kind of occur in in America. Like, I mean, to be honest, like QAnon is a thing, but it's not really as big of a thing as people like really make it out to be. Is it like, bigger with Q Trump or same size with Trump? I mean, I mean, Trump was, I mean, honestly, Q, I, I hear more stuff about QAnon as a boogeyman than actually QAnon doing stuff versus like, I see stuff with Antifa where they're literally acting like domestic terrorists. 
See, I've I I don't know much on the Antifa front. Antifa like is something kind of like never before heard of. Like BLM, heard of. George Floyd was a massive international thing, but people in my country were busy crying, yeah, like I'm... screaming and kicking off about. And I'm like, wasn't one of our police officers who fucking crushed the neck of an innocent. The problem with BLM is, um, <clears throat> they actually started a few years prior to that, where I think it was like Trayvon Martin. Or like the cops were like ha- like had it they like the, you know like the hands up don't shoot kind of thing like at the Ferguson riots, and um, and like which by the way the hands up don't shoot didn't really happen didn't really happen or whatever but like they kind of started with that and a lot of people joined them for like good reasons like they wanted to help and whatnot but like but like any organization the grifters came in they got really corrupted to where BLM is kind of a joke now where it's like. They used all the funds. The, the the top people bought mansions and houses for people. It's, See, I've I've really... I've heard weird things where people were like BLM just took all the money and fucking spent it on dumb shit that had nothing to do with helping the plight of the black community. And I was like, but... to be fair, I'm not saying every person who supported BLM yeah. is like that. I, I I truly believe most of them wanted to help their community like you know good intentions oh like 80 percent of them were probably good people but 20 percent bad is not not uh <laughs> yeah versus like antifa where like they're really agitators you know um what is antifa exactly just out of curiosity is it they're uh they're, they're claimed to be anti-fascist but in reality they use like a lot of fascist tactics you know like basically they'll go to protests and they'll be they're like they'll be like violent and whatnot you know, um, because that makes they're, sense. They're, they're they're agitators. Like they'll they they uh, they break windows or like uh... they'll they'll surround people. They're um, <clears throat> they're kind of the ones best... that throw the first punch so that everyone else starts throwing punches. Though, uh, there was this one incident where like this guy was talking and someone literally smacked a bike lock on the guy. The fuck? Yeah. Um, Hello. and there was this. Uh, so like. I, 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 I'm, I, it's not, it's not really a, a right-wing issue, it's not a left-wing issue, it's a, it's an asshole issue, that's, you know, as I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, for, like, there's plenty of examples, like, everyone loves to bring up all the examples of right-wing people being assholes, and trust me, there's a lot of them, um, but there's also plenty of people on the left, like, there's this, uh, one incident where, like, this woman was, like, just holding up a sign, she was a pro-lifer, and this guy was talking to her. And all of a sudden, he just, like, stanced up, and he literally, like, kicked her. Like, kicked her face, because he was trying to kick the phone out. He went, like, and, like, just, like, did, like, her fucking roundhouse kick, and literally, like, kicked her upside the face. Fuck kind of shit's going on in America? <laughs> like, he was, he was trying to kick the phone out of her hand, which that in and of itself is really bad. Don't get me wrong. But, like, like even if he succeeded, done it, would have looked cool. Even if he succeeded in his goal, it still would have been shitty. But it would have looked cool. <laughs> like nothing cooler looking than a guy roundhouse kicking something, you know? No, nothing, nothing kicker, nothing, nothing cooler than a man uh, committing domestic violence on a woman. Well, you nothing know, cool I mean, that. well, especially when she's saying that she has a right to her body or whatever, like that can go. You got to kick him for that. <laughs> uh, but like, she was, she was a pro-lifer, which means they're anti-abortion. Oh, all right. Yes. Uh, all right. I thought there you go then. Yeah. Yeah. No, for, for sure. Then you got to You, you got to kick that. You know, you can, she can't be entitled to her opinion. 
I mean, women should just shut up, right? Yeah, exactly. Shut the fuck up. Accept whatever the guy says. Be happy about it. What's good? Like, what's to I worry about? <laughs> See, I, 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 I was saying to someone, I, I think it's one of those where it's like the left always gets um, somehow away with their extremities a bit more. Yeah. In the sense of it's like the right say stuff and everyone goes fucking mental and it's like and I, I always say it's like people go mental at the right for saying the shit they say and i'm like and the right can i'm like they could be a hundred percent on the money with everything they're trying to get across to you but the yeah. right have a real bad habit i find especially like in america it seems where like the right kind of go all right but if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna fucking poke a, like poke a lot of fun at you as i do it and it's like, um, what's his name? Matt Walsh uh, did the whole um, What's a Woman or whatever it's called. Yeah. And it's like everyone, apparently, like a lot of people really didn't like it, badly reacted to it, kind of being like, that's just offensive. And it's like, well, the, thing the I clips I've is... seen, I've been laughing, going with, no, he's just poking a lot of fun at you guys and like being see, a the, dick see, about it. The way I see it is people have been making fun of, of right-leaning people for like the past 10 years. And right-wing people, like, they've just been taking it on the chin, being like, okay, you know, you're doing your thing, we're not going to yeah. let it affect us. And finally, they're using the same tactics the left is using, yeah. and the left is just not used to having their own tactics thrown against them, and, them. They, and they just don't know how to uh, don't know how to handle, because they, they're used to being the aggressor, they're like, oh, we're going to we're gonna sass you, and then they get sassed back, and they're like, ah! See, I, I, I've, I've, I've said a lot of times that the thing that bothers me the like, most for these example, days is the whole touchy-feely side of it. Of like, uh, that offends me, and I'm like, ah, oh, well. Yeah, perfect example <laughs> of of how the right's finally catching up to the left's game is uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. You're like, oh, we're sanctuary cities. We accept immigrants. So Ron DeSantis, he flew 50 immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, and they freaked the fuck out, and they were gone within a day. It's like it's so fucking funny though. Or or like they they bust them off to Chicago and they're like we don't know what to do, you know. It's like it's like oh my god bless you Ronda Santa the Santa 2024. <laughs> you know, it's like it's 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 just really showing yeah the, the hypocrisy. It's like you're a sanctuary city. You say you're accepting of immigrants and they got like oh uh we we don't have facilities to house them. Meanwhile Martha's Vineyard half of it's just vacation houses. And, like, yeah, and like no, they were no gone space. within a day. They were gone within a day. Can't can't call yourself sanctuary and then do that, can you? Sounds a bit <laughs> sounds a bit wrong. Like yeah. the UK and like Europe are acting as sanctuaries. You want to know what a fucking sanctuary is? It means that we open our door and we just have to let them in because they need it. It's like we got Ukrainian refugees all throughout Europe right now because we're like that's a yeah. fucking sanctuary system. Like you, you, it's not about having a facility. It's about going what's right, what's wrong. I guess we got to take them. You can't, you can't go claiming that you're better than me and not be better than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always say that. Like I said, I think that the right is getting really good at it, though. They are like, because the right is fucking funny about a lot of what they do, and it's like well, I'm it's, not it's, a right individual, left, but left, still, the, I'm uh, just kind of put my foot in the ground. I'm like a moderate, kind of like I, I, I kind of say like classically liberal, but like I do have some right leaning views, some left leaning views, like you know, like. For example, on full full gay marriage, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's like what other people do that does not affect me is none of my business. Like what two or more consenting adults do behind closed doors is none of my business. Yeah. If you want, if you're a man, you want to live as a woman. I don't fucking care. Wear that dress. I don't fucking care. You know, I mean, like when it comes to the stuff with the children, I uh, 
that does get a little yeah little see i i've always said like i i've i've said it to my partner because we've we've had conversations about this before and it's like we said what would like she said well, what would i do if like we had a track a kid who decided that they they, they wanted to transition i was like I, I was like i'll be brutally honest about it i'm like i'm gonna look at them and be like look biologically speaking this is the truth and i'll be like but whatever your truth is is your truth I'm not gonna let you do fuck all medical interventions wise until you're 18 and you can do you can control that. But it's that, like, that that would be my thing. Yeah, like, but I'm like I don't um, care if I seem cruel, but I'm like I can't medically intervene with a child who doesn't know its own favorite color yet. <laughs> my my thing is it's like if you want to dress as the opposite sex, you want to like live as that. You want me to call you by a different pronoun? Yeah, I'll do it. that for you. You know, I'll do that for you. Yeah, but uh, but 18. If you want to do it, then I'll support you. Like I, I I might not pay for it, but like I will emotionally support you if you want to transition. Yeah. Then I will support you, but it has to be you have to be an adult, and it has to be your decision. I'm not because I'm I may I have to make the decision for you, but once you make it, if you want to do it, by all means, yeah. you know, like Don't and if they, if they want to wear, <laughs> but but if you want to like live as a different gender, I will support you. I will, I you know that like I honestly I think that's fair. I've, I, it's like I'm, because you guys obviously have the a bit of a big thing about the whole freedom of speech. Everyone's entitled to say whatever they want, and then it, it and then unless, unless, like, unless it's, it can't be offensive, and you're like, "Wow, go fuck yourself." Anything's it's, it, there's a big asterisk yeah. next to freedom of speech, which know? is funny because if it, like I, I like the fact it's like every it feels like freedom of speech has got asterisks after asterisks on the things that freedom of speech now is no longer allowed to have, and it's like. You put about fifty asterisks in on the First Amendment, but the second one can't be changed. Still, it's like that's the fucking battle for you. I'm like, first one, yeah, easy, to easy. Be, they have like, honestly, if if we if we w took the Second Amendment as it was, there would be no background checks. There'd be no, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because you know? like literally, it says shall not be infringed. Infringed. You know, yeah. like so there has been compromised on the Second Amendment, but like um, I think the, what a lot of them does is like. There's free speech and then there's hate speech. This is, this is speech the thing I've always It's like hated this is this big speech. nebulous balloon that is like so illy defined that it can be literally anything you want it to be, you know. See, I I was talking to a friend a while back and um like with a lot of my friends throughout my life as well, like not even just a little bit, like throughout my life, like I've had I've had black friends who I can freely, like, just say the N-word around, and, like, no one gives a fuck. Like, we've been friends for, for six months. I had a they friend... They gave you the N-word pass. Kind like, kind of. It's like, I, I had a friend that we used to joke and call him Kunta Kinte. <laughs> and, like, that didn't happen. It's like, and I wasn't the only one. It was, like, 10 or 20 of us that did it, and he, he was in on it, and he didn't give a shit. And, like, the whole reason it happened was we were shown roots in a history class. And, like, <laughs> then we were taught what fucking slavery was. And we were like, oh, well, where I live, there aren't many black kids. There was, like, one black kid in my year, two black <laughs> kids in my year. And we were like, well, we know what we're going to joke about for the next six weeks. But it's like... He was sound with it. He found it funny. Like any of my friends now from anywhere, who, like that's like giving them like I've got friends from Somali. They don't give a shit. And I've I've had conversations with some of them, and it's like I I've said to one of them, I said the thing is, is like I would I I don't like the term hate speech. I'm like because firstly, I'm like you have no right to feel okay. I'm like you are not entitled to feeling good about yourself. I'm like that's just a fact of life. I'm like. 
you're not allowed to feel good about yourself because everyone's busy making you feel good. I'm like, if you can't feel good about yourself thanks to yourself, I'm like, that's not on everyone else to tiptoe around your feelings for. Right? I think the reason why race, especially when it comes to, like, black and white relations, yeah. is it's actually a recent, a recent change of, like, because remember, the civil rights movement in the U.S. happened in the '60s. I I, I was having this there are on there are people you guys, alive. It's very recent. <laughs> like they're literally people alive. Like people's grandparents, mar like people's parents marched in the civil rights. Like yeah. marched with Dr. King. Dr. King was assassinated in '67. Yeah. The Civil Rights Act was wasn't signed till 1965. See, like so, that's like, the thing. for you guys, it's different. And it's not, and it's not it's not and it's not just um. You know, there's oh, uh, my great grandparent fought World, World War Two. You know, like you know, the World War Two generation is slowly dying off. But there are people who literally, like, there are senators who literally were in Congress still today who are there during that time. You know, um, I mean, that's a whole just separate issue. But like, yeah, um, th there's such a recent memory. You know, the memory of the Civil Rights Movement is oh, honest, for, like, for, for the U.S. Yeah, like it's insane. And the and the Civil War. Yeah. happened 150 years ago yeah you don't have like, enough sure. history <laughs> that's well, always it, like it, the way i come to it is you don't i always go it's like america doesn't have enough history yet to to have gotten past the stuff that's happened because like you've only I, had 40 50 years to adjust to the whole civil rights movement and whatnot What's i mean like didn't like the wasn't the uk didn't like a few years back didn't they li literally do a payment payment on like a 500 year old debt or something i, I remember hearing that in the news 500 year old debt Something with Walpole or whatever. I can't remember. Um, I watched I a YouTube video about it a few years back. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. But it's like, for the thing is, is like for us, though, when it comes to the whole race thing, I think a big part of, like, for England, we've I think we've got a very weird outlook with it. One, like, we have mul major multicultural hubs where it's like, if you wanted to go to, say, Birmingham, uh, which is, like, a major city in the UK, like, for us, like, you would have to accept that a large proportion of Birmingham is of Muslim descent or of Indian descent got, and things like that. You got the same thing here in the U.S. Like, for example, here in Michigan, I go 40 minutes, I go into Dearborn, Michigan, which is literally the largest concentration of Arabics outside the Middle East. Literally yeah. 40 minutes from where I live, you know. So, and, you know, and by the way, Dearborn, that's where Ford Motor Company is located, you know. Um, so it's like I go to Dearborn. Suddenly, I'm walking down the street. There's like Arabic signage. And there's people everywhere. You know, um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, every, you know, here, like uh, in Michigan, we got obviously we got like a lot of uh, African Americans. We got a big Mexican population, you know, and whatnot. So it's like, you know, we do kind of grow up with that kind of multicultural stuff. Itself. Yeah, but the pro I think the problem for you guys is you're too big a country to be able to just, uh, like, for me, if I want to go to my two major multicultural hubs or the gay capital of the world, Brighton, it's like that's a two, <laughs> two, two to three hour drive and I'm there. Like, I, I get I get to anywhere in my country within about six to seven hours, I think. I can get from, like, one end to the other, like, top to bottom, kind of corner to corner. Like Yeah, and there there's people who literally live, like, five hours from me semi-large city yeah you know and like and by semi-large i mean distance. like fifty thousand people yeah and like for you it's just you you have distance between everything so for people it's probably not as it's like it's not as easy to get immersed into it like if i want to get to the capital of the united kingdom two and a half hours in a car i think from where i live maybe three i mean <laughs> i will say like you mentioned how there was like one black person 
in your class. Yeah, where where like I where I, I live, yeah. <laughs> and versus like anywhere in the U.S., you know, well not anywhere, but most places in the U.S., there's usually at least a pretty decent population of black people. Like like growing up, at any class that was in there, it's probably at least like five to ten black people in like a class of thirty people. Yeah, see where where I lived is like you've got. We used to joke. I had a, I had a friend called uh, Ebo, and I, I loved him. He was he was a really fucking funny lad. And like we used to joke because people would come and he worked behind a bar in the town I grew up in, and like people would come up and be like, "Oh, are you so and so's kid," and he'd literally look at them going, "No, that's the other black kid who lives in Totnes." And people were like, "Oh," and you're like, "Yeah, that's how like." white we are that <laughs> it's almost hard to distinguish that that might not be the same black kid you know <laughs> and i really would say like i think this is kind of a problem that a lot of european countries have when they look at the u.s because like the u.s is actually probably more integrated than most european countries because like a lot of european countries are more homogenous like more of a monoculture the u.s is a not is not a monoculture it's not we do not have a singular culture here in the u.s i mean Hell, the U.S. is really five different countries because, like, there's, like, different regions of the U.S., like, you know, Midwest, South, you know, kind of thing. Those kind of have a similar culture. Um, but even among that, you know, you got your different, like, ethnic communities. But we're kind of forced together because, like, you know, I, I like, for, literally, I, like, like I, I grew up, like, I grew up, you know, with, you know, surrounded by different ethnicities, like black people, Mexicans, you know, Asians and whatnot. So it's, like, for me, it's, like, it's not as tokenized, you know? It's like, oh, you know, another black person. Oh, another human being. Okay, whatever. You know, like... So, yeah, for, for well, <clears throat> for us, I think a big part of it is, like, racism in, like, the UK, predominantly, I'd say, like, if you wanted to see when the most racism comes out, it is directed probably more at other white people than anyone else. Yeah, because we do yeah, not that's... we do not give a shit about the color of your skin. We give a fuck about your passport. And if you're not English, kind of like that's where like kind of people who are racist in this country, especially are more or racist, racist against like Irish. Yeah, it's kind of like they aren't racist against the color of your skin. They're racist against your nationality and the fact you're in England because they don't think that non-English people should be allowed to work and live here. And it's like, but they are what we call twats, <laughs> and we don't like those people. And yeah, I think I think it kind of comes from like. You know, like, like, back in the day, you know, they w you weren't really racist against black people. It was like, oh, race against people from the other side of the track. Yeah. People will always have people to hate with versus, like, you know, it's like, for, for us, you know, and I'm not saying the U.S. is some utopia of, like, egalitarianism. I yeah. Think, I think that the, the I way... I think that's the, Sweden's the, job. <laughs> they're pretty they're not, close I, to uh, the egalitarian. When they're, not hiding Nazi, when they're not hiding Nazi gold, that is. Well, yeah, but, you know, this is... You had a choice as Sweden. Hide it or get invaded. As one of the only Baltic like kind of countries that didn't get fucking invaded. Like Norway got fucked. Sweden would just say like, eh. You're right. Yeah. No one's gonna look at us. But yeah, <laughs> I say I say I say I think the problem is is that we have two different flavors of like the same problem. And I think like the UK is so used to their problem, their version of racism. They don't. Yeah. They, I think they have a problem comprehending the U.S.'s version. Oh, like for sure. It it like it confuses a lot of us as to why you guys give a shit about like skin color and all that. 
because like loads of people in the UK are like, why the fuck is that? Like, but I think again, like, a lot of people token, in the UK, we give token. a shit. Like, we we don't under understand why it took you so long to like, uh, like stop segregation, and like, because it's like it's one of those where it's like you guys stopped in the sixties. It's like, yeah, we we stopped that fucking well before. Like in the forties, segregation wasn't. Yeah, a honestly, thing in this I think, I think, uh, to give you some credit, I think the UK was one of the first countries to stop the slave trade back in eighteen hundreds. Yeah, so we, I'll, I'll give you we that. Were, yeah, we were the first. I think we were either the first or like the second kind of country to actually stop the whole the whole concept of slavery in the in the place. Yeah, you know, and like, I know, uh, I know there was actually some riots in London during World War Two, because like, uh, you know, for because like the black troops, the U.S. black troops. Uh, I remember reading the story where like. The commanders uh, wanted to segregate the black troops from the from the white troops, you know, and the and the bars in the UK refused to segregate, and ended up being like this this whole big riot. There whatnot. are actually so, bars still in London that say "blacks only." <laughs> As a fuck you to the Americans, they literally made it where they were like, "You want us to segregate? Sure, fuck off out, white boy. Blacks only," and like because the English don't give a fuck. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but like. Like you, like you say, like you don't understand, you know, the skin color stuff. Fair enough. As an American, I don't understand why there's racism against like Irish and and whatnot. You know. I'd say I'd say with the Irish, don't. To be fair, it, it's a weird one for the UK because we we have a weird weird relationship because obviously we we're good with Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland love us. They're they're, they're pretty happy with that. I mean, Brexit. They kind of got a bit pissed off with us, and I don't blame them. We kind of pretended that they did didn't too. exist. Scotland uh, did too. Yeah, but Scotland, in the nicest way to Scotland, they got pitchy with us once before, and they were like, "We're gonna leave England, and we're like, we're gonna leave Britain." And then they voted, and they actually ended up having to stay because more people wanted to stay with us when they realized how much shit like England does for them. That literally sound okay. I'm gonna say this now: Scotland is Britain's California, because yeah, because Cal Californians <laughs> love to say we're the sixth largest economy in the world. You know, let, we're, we're you know like Cal Exit was was a thing that was trending after it, but like they'll they'll like hoop and holler, but Cal Exit. Because because here's the dirty little truth about California: if they were meant to stand on their own, they would not survive because the water the, they get their water from Nevada. You know, like there's so much of California that is dependent on the United, like you know, like they like they like they like to say, oh, other states, you know, like oh, these farmers and their welfare, it's like. California gets so much welfare. Like, the literally, they get their the water's imported from another state. Yeah. Like, literally, there's there's uh, drought problems in California, and it's getting it's actually getting really bad in California, because, like, the because, like, because it's probably, because, like, California is a desert in some parts, but also California has some of the most fertile farmland in the world. Okay. And a lot of farming is done in California, but a lot of it is, like, water-intensive. Like, pecans, almonds, you know. Yeah, not not the not the shit that doesn't destroy 90% of your one water thing, supply. Like, like, one thing that, like, I think a lot of U.S. and probably maybe the world is we need to learn more sustainable farming techniques. Yeah. I think we're slowly inching towards that, but, like, it's a slow-moving process. See a weird one when it comes to like all the farming stuff. Though is like I I've said this to to quite a few people before is that like it's the whole GMO thing. The GMO thing is the biggest the biggest question mark that like I think Europe probably has with America is why the fuck 
have you guys got so much G like GMO products and labeling and like people consider this like uh, like I've been there and people are like oh yeah well I try to avoid like all the GMO labeled stuff and you're like what do you mean the GMO label and it's like there's a fucking sticker on it saying yeah no genetically more like modified so that this can't affect it and that can't affect it or because of this bug or because of that bug because and like everyone in England's like the fuck are you doing to a plant I it's mean, a plant it, oh it gets worse it gets fucking worse you there use like fucking pesticides don't you that can kill no, people no no no, it gets worse. There are companies who have literally patented seeds to the point to where you cannot reuse seeds. It's literally illegal to re like. Let's say you're. Let's say you have a tomato field of of these patented tomato seeds. You cannot literally take the seeds from the plants you grow and reuse them. You have to buy. You have to throw them out and buy new ones in the next year. But, but. You can't own a plant. Monsanto, thank you. Like, let's be real here. I get that it's got tech involved, and you know that's yeah. But it's a fucking plant. That's like you do realize that's like Netherlands saying no one is allowed to have an orange carrot because we fucking did it for national pride. It's like, fuck off. It's I, an orange. I carrot. mean, you do realize in the, also in the U.S. portions of the human genome are patented. What? Our literal DNA is patented. How the fuck do you patent your own DNA? Like, literally, uh, like, for example, the cancer gene. So, like, let's say you want to do a test uh, to see if you have the cancer gene, you know. Um, you have to pay, like, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 or some shit for that test because that cancer gene is patented. I broke him. Guys, I broke him. How the fuck? I don't know, okay? I'm just telling you. Brother, I'm messing up. I should be patenting jeans. I should be just fucking with every... I'm... Do you know what? That's it. Tomorrow morning, I'm waking up. I'm going to start filling out patents for just random fucking genetic coding. And if any well, of it ever I don't comes know up in a science lab, and it fucking, like, it could be the cure to cancer, if I've got that patent down first, I'll be like, suck it, bitches. That's mine. <laughs> It's yeah. fucking, like, oh my god. Plants was bad enough. The idea that you're essentially able to almost, it's practically placing a fucking trademark on a tomato plant, and now you're saying, yeah, but we can also do it with your DNA. Like, we can pretty much trademark you <laughs> as a biological individual. That's, that's scary. Oh, um, let's see here. It is estimated that nearly 20% of human genes are associated with at least one U.S. patent and that the number of DNA-related patents exceed 40,000. 20% of the human genome is patented. So what? Are you, all just walk are you just all walking, talking copyright infringements now? Like, I, I mean, maybe in 50 <laughs> years we will be. Fucking no wonder Elon Musk's trying to figure out how to put you all on a fucking computer. It's probably the safest place. So apparently, um, in 2013, the U.S. Supreme Court—I'm—I uh, googled this shit, by the way. Uh, they put a stop to patenting the human genome on the grounds that the human DNA is a product of nature. Wait, um, 
all fucking stuff, like, all naturally occurring organisms are a product of nature. Even if you fuck with them, they're a naturally occurring product of nature. You can't stop this. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the article now. Um, oh my god. No wonder it's the land of fucking opportunity. People have patented your DNA? So what now? So like, what, babies born with blue eyes and they go, that's $400, please, we own that. <laughs> Uh, actually, I've seen research into genetically engineered babies. I heard that uh, China's making some good headway on the whole CRISPR baby thing. Which, if that's CRISPR true, baby. that's that's terrifying. Well, apparently, I can't remember, I think it was announced a little while back that they had managed to, like, essentially create the world's first baby, like, child through CRISPR, like, CRISPR, and, um... It, like, it I mean, does that, I mean designer babies are gonna be a thing. Yeah, and I thought pet cloning was a fucking mental mental step in the wrong direction. Okay, we're just we're just getting into uh, that uh, one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie now. Um, uh, what is it, Seventh Day or whatever? Um, uh, you you know what you you probably um, like it was a it was a movie um the Sixth Day that that's a film that's a film. I know it's it's all about clo it's all about cloning. I think I know which one you're on about. Yeah, it was a it was a film about like it had like a clone dog and there's clone people in it. See, but oh, just what is, what is this world you call home? <laughs> I don't know, but um, uh, uh, Musk, can you please perfect that rocket to Mars? Because I want to buy the first ticket off of this rock. <laughs> I've been trying to explain this to people for a while, but I'm actually a big, big wanting to go to Mars person. Like, I like, I was talking to someone who's, like, so fucking against everything Elon Musk essentially stands for. Which is fine. You don't have to like the guy. Well, here's the thing. Um, we're going to have to go to the moon first. Like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to reestablish, like, once the, once the going to the moon is, is, like, commonplace. We can't go to the moon. It's got Nazis up there, right? We all know it. Have you no, not seen in Iron Skies? <laughs> no, no, they're all in Antarctica. That's you know, they're they're all beneath the ice in Antarctica. Uh, I th I'm so confused. I watched Iron Skies. It said Moon Nazis. <laughs> but I watched a different documentary that says they're in beneath Antarctica. There's a lot of places for these Nazis. By the it sounds like the Nazis were good at spreading out. <laughs> and let's not even talk about what they're doing in South America still. <laughs> you know, okay, well, yeah, like, actually, some of, like, the conspiracy theories surrounding, like, Nazis and Hitler and whatnot. I, really I watched the, I watched the hunting oh. Hitler thing about him, like, possibly escaping to South America, and I was there, like, oh, for fuck, if he managed it to It is confirmed out. that Nazis did escape to Argentina yeah. en masse. Like, that is a fact. Like, there's literally villages in Argentina made up of the descendants, like, Joseph Mengele, you know, yeah, the Nazi I, doctor yeah, from hell, and... actually, you know... Also, the Nazis did do expeditions to Antarctica. Yeah. You know, and they actually did have a, a, a base on Antarctica. Like, the Nazis did have a, a base on Antarctica. See, they were. I, I, I always say this. I'm like, if you want to talk, like, who were actually probably one of the most impressive armies of any time, and, like, military, like, everything, I'm like, you, you, you can't. You can't talk about the wartime and not at least appreciate the fucking quality of like what Germany was. I'm like, well, the problem is they couldn't good. produce enough of it. The problem, <laughs> well, 
Okay, so the Nazis made two errors. One, Killing they didn't the use the re- <laughs> Well, that 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 that's that's the big one, but yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, oh, fun fact. So, you know that when Stalin died, a big reason why Stalin died is because when he had the stroke, he had killed all the Jewish doctors. So the only doctors left were like the shit doctors. And literally, if Stalin hadn't killed the Jews, he might have survived. Talk about irony. Imagine that world where Stalin made it thanks to his like compassion towards oh. his one last Jewish doctor. Have you seen the film Death to Stalin? Uh, I do not believe I have. You need to see that because it's like a farcical take on like the death of Stalin and like the events afterwards. It's a farce. Like literally, it's a comedy farce about like Soviet and whatnot. See, I want to see. Um, was it Taika Waititi's? You need to see Death of Stalin. It is hilarious. Oh, what's it called? That new Taika Waititi one that he did with the fucking little boy. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Like, I still need to see that because that looks <laughs> fucking hilarious. Springtime for Hitler. <laughs> but I was watching where it's like someone, like, they made a point and uh, it's the whole thing of like, apparently in the movie, you know, the kid doesn't understand enough about Hitler because it's like he, he imagines Hitler eating meat and smoking cigarettes or something and it's like Hitler was a vegetarian who fucking hated smoking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I remember watching the, I remember watching some things about him and I was like, here's the thing. I'm like, look, he wasn't a good man, but can we all agree on some things? There were some things about him that we have to say he, he was impressive for. One being, like, military tactics-wise, he was actually pretty fucking talented. Unless it came to Russia. Yeah, alright, he was a bit of an arrogant twat with Russia. Like, who the fuck tries to fight Russia in winter? Like, expe- okay, here's 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 the worst part. <laughs> Russia and Germany had a non-aggression pact. Yeah, they were good until he decided like, to fuck li- with them. Literally, Russia would have let Hitler take over all of Europe as long as they didn't invade Russia shouldn't have they, fucking you, gone for russia like literally they would have because like like russia probably had no interest in fighting the war until the war came to their doorstep they they honestly i don't think russia could have given less of a fuck like i think that whole thing was let let germany do whatever because they're like as long as you leave us we, we don't give a fuck and the rest of europe was kind of there going well like at the time when it all started england was kind of there like come on germany just just stop like please like we were kind of okay we let we let you have we let you we let you take over austria you know like okay there's there's shared ethnicities like you said you can have a claim you said you'd stop and then you went to poland like what's with this shit (laughs) can i just say i fucking love the polish people they are like the best uh i i i praise i praise the Polish. even today they're badasses like even today they are badasses. Like, like some of the policies they do, and just how they, how they, like, you know, on the world stage. I, I'm like, I want to marry a Polish woman. See, I, I, I've always said like, because, because Polish people are so common out here. Like, you just like you, it, it's fuck. Honestly, it's next to impossible not to bump into a Polish person. Polish people do not give a single fuck. They are fucking quality. They are funny as fuck <laughs> individuals. Like they. Are just, they are such a good laugh. Like I don't and, think and I've ever had like, a bad time hanging around a Polish person. Like it, it's, it's like the fun. Polish people have been fucked over so many times throughout history. Yet they keep going. They keep moving forward. It's like oh, uh, 
So some country across the world have decided that, you know, whatever. Like, okay, we're just going to keep moving forward. Like, dear my God, those, those are some resilient fuckers. Yeah, they just fucking, like... And the thing is, though, is, like, <clears throat> it's really weird. Because I actually went out to Poland in 20... I want to say 19. It's got to be a beautiful country. Or 2018. I went to Krakow. And Krakow is... If you ever get the chance, it's fucking beautiful. And, like, I went to Auschwitz. The way this and... entire time, I've been wearing a Witcher pendant. <laughs> but, like, we're talking about Polish, and it's yeah. like, oh, crap. Like, I'm wearing a Witcher pendant. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, I went because I went there, and it's like, they actually have this thing called the salt mines in uh, Krakow. And there are places inside of it. If you If you get the chance to Google it, Google it. There is a cathedral inside of these salt mines in Krakow, like in the area near Krakow, that was chiseled out of like all this stone by three blokes over the course of 50 years. They built a full fucking church in 50 years, just three guys. And then you look at like, you know, the uh, the cathedral in Spain, in Barcelona, that's been getting built for the last 400 fucking years. And you go, wow. The Polish fucking carved it out of stone quicker than you guys are. <laughs> and it's incredibly beautiful to look at. Like, they have weddings there, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's nice. <laughs> like, they're fucking mental. <laughs> yeah. But they work as well. Like, I, I, it's a common thing out here that you have a lot of Polish people work in the U like, come out to the UK for work. And, like, the thing is, is they work harder than anyone else. Like they are just hardworking, very. Are you positive saying that the, and... uh, the, the Polish are your Mexicans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they are. Like they are probably treated about the like they probably have like kind of the same reputation as well. Like the Polish are yeah, there are Mexicans, except instead of jumping a gate or a wall or whatever the fuck it is, people believe that they're jumping like they're they're somehow crossing the sea. So to be fair, nowadays we just let them through the gate. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like you guys were busy having that whole build the wall chat where it's something like ninety eight percent of them come over on a fucking plane. You're like, how high are you building the wall? See, my thing about <laughs> here's here's my thing about immigration. I don't mind if you want to come over here legally. You know, do all this stuff. I'll be the first to welcome you. My problem is illegal immigration. You know, like, should we re redo the system to make it for people to apply citizenship? Sure. I'm all for having that discussion. I'm all for re immigration reform. It's just this blatant, like, disregard for, like, oh, they're not illegal immigrants. They're dreamers. You know, just, like... Uh, it's uh, like we've, we've had it recently in the UK with, like, people from Africa and whatnot kind of, like, getting into Europe and then trying to cross either, like, the English Channel and whatnot. And loads of people being, like oh, we should help them. And I'm like, look, I'm all for helping people in need. But I'm like, but we have a legal process that anyone is welcome to fucking go See, through. The biggest problem with illegal immigrants is they're, it's not that they're taking their, the jobs. It's that they're doing these jobs and not paying taxes. Yeah, okay. that's always my argument with them is I'm like, tax is the, the thing that changes your status, in my opinion. Like, let's, 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 let's be fucking honest. Let's be real fucking honest. The people who scream that immigrants are taking our jobs. You would have never taken those types of the types yeah. of jobs that immigrants take in the first place. Let's let's be real here. Let's let's be you know, you know, like, like. But the thing is, I don't want these companies to be able to exploit immigrants for cheap labor. I want them to be come here legally, so that the 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 the, the worker the the employers have to pay them a fair wage, and also these people are paying taxes, which just benefits everyone. That's my stance on immigration. Is 
if, if you want to come over here and work your butt off and live the American dream, by yeah. all means, please do so. <clears throat> please, please do so. Like, honestly, one of these days, I just want to go to, like, an, a, a, a citizen swearing-in ceremony and just watch it there. Because, like, to me, that is, like, one of the most beautiful things ever. Yeah. See, I, I didn't even realize that was a thing until, and it's a really sad thing to have to admit this, but um, I didn't realize that you had swearing-in ceremonies until my partner was watching Jane the Virgin, and, like, the, the grandma gets her green card, and, like, she goes to it's a, a really ceremony, I'm like... Ceremony. It's really nice. I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, yeah, no, it's like she's being sworn in to, to become an American, I was like, oh, oh, damn, that's like, welcome, take some national pride, please. <laughs> Come on, you can't really say no. You can't really say that's a bad thing. Come on. Oh no, I mean, I, I, like, I've always said, like, my, my attitude for the world is realistically for, for people who come to the UK. I'm like, come here legally and earn some money, pay your tax. I'll call you fucking British. I'll call you a citizen of this country for the rest of your life. Like, you're welcome. Like, but here's the thing. Oftentimes, like, I've met immigrants, you know, who have become citizens. Oftentimes, they know more about the U.S. than the average person, and they care more about the country that, you know. Because the, the thing about illegal immigration is it's kind of like a cutting in line. It's kind of disrespectful to the people who come here legally and go through all those hoops. It's, it, you know, it's like, come on, you know? Like, they, they, they've put in the effort to fucking get here properly. Like, And I get, like, I understand the whole wanting to get somewhere that's actually going to fucking help you as soon as possible. And it's like, yeah, I get that. Should we make but... the process easier? Oh, probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we probably we should in the, the UK, but you know, it takes time. Like, like I'm all for immigration reform. I just, it just, it's just, you know, the those like, oh, illegal immigrants. Like, I, I am not for open borders. I'm not, you know, but like, letting people come here, sure. Like, that's my thing. To be fair, I, like, I don't know how hard it is <clears throat> really to get into the US because for me, obviously, being British, it's kind of a piece of piss. I think it took me like two three four days to get my visa through to to, to travel well, like uh, are you talking illegally or legally legal, legally speaking like for, for someone from the uk like for us it's really really fucking easy like i'm pretty yeah sure because I mean, you're a friendly country yeah you know well we've got we've got a special relationship you know like <laughs> we <laughs> yeah it's like, an I interesting for, like... interesting thing to have considering that you fucking hated us so much you kicked us out of the country and then like you know a hundred years later you're like yeah we're best buds now though <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you look at history, trade started between the U.S. and Britain uh, almost almost as soon as the war ended. Like we we started trade with them. You got like, uh, I mean, there's I mean, there's still the War of eighteen twelve, which is sometimes called the Second War for American Independence. See, I think in the in the U.K. like the War of eighteen twelve is is commonly uh, commonly known throughout the U.K. Like we know that you guys had your war for independence. And then, like, the select few who do actually know it, we, 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 we don't even call it the, the, the Second War of Independence. We call it the day those greedy bastards thought they could have Canada, so we burnt down the president's <laughs> house as a thank you. <laughs> That's, like, literally, we kind of go with, they came up to Canada I mean, thinking it was okay. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be honest, that was literally why the war was started. They wanted an excuse to annex Canada. That was literally why the yeah. war was started. <laughs> we were like, they wanted Canada. We were like, no. They had a war about it, and then we burnt down the White House because, well, that's why it's the White House. <laughs> we're like, we're the reason that that big famous building is called what it's called because we set fire okay. to the last one. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, is the American Civil War taught in UK schools, and if so, how is it taught? Not because like that's a very um, that's a very American thing because like, um, you know, 
I, I would say not really. Like, the thing is, is one, we... And I, I don't blame you. I we all kind of for... know what it is. Like, we know we know what it is and we know why it happened in the sense of, like, I know I learned a, a small bit about the American Revolution. Like, American history for us is... It's not blown over. Like, we do cover it and we, we look at it and fair, whatnot. But, like... There is a shared history. As far as the American Revolution is concerned, there is a shared history to it. So that makes sense to yeah. keep that. But it's like, like we, oh. we we learn about like um post post like post uh, revolution as well America. Do you get do they teach you about the Boston Tea Party? Uh, a little uh, like again, it's it's a it's a little bit like we 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 know the principle of it, but like at the same time, it's one of those where I think a large part of the histories we we focus on in the UK for teaching is um one of a lot of invasions so like we for one get taught a lot about rome and like what about zulu like the african zulu wars not as important to the education system as far Mm. as like so like for us the thing is is like in the uk we we learn a lot about more uh, like the anglo-saxons and the romans and everyone who fucking Mm. came here and because the thing is, is like obviously the English language is a very interesting one in the sense of it's so easy for so many people to learn because so many fuckers came and raped and pillaged <laughs> this country that we kind of ended up just forming some weird culmination of all their languages until here we are today going, wow, every other language really is fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> just be I gotta honest. say, it is so weird that like um, the fact that like even 200 years later, American English and British English is so close. Like, it's really only a matter of terms and spelling is really the difference. You would think after 200 years, it would be more, be more of a branch, di- be more of a branch dialect, but, like, it's really not. It's, it's really interesting. The, the thing is, is, like, the, the words that you guys use that are really, like, kind of standoffish, and it's like, I've recently stopped giving as much of a fuck as who cares, really. But on the same note, it's like, um, what was it? Uh, aluminium? Which obviously you refer to as aluminum, and I was I was I was uh I can't remember what it was. I think I was watching or reading like a a video based on like how how language worked and why the Americans said it differently to us, and the the fact of the matter is, the reason that like we call it like the reason that we call it like aluminum and you that's not we call it aluminum that you call it aluminum we call it aluminium, is because the guy who fucking like discovered it decided he would call it aluminum and when he brought it to like his his friend like his his like uh peers who were scholars their response was nah it should be called aluminium like it it fits better with the like latin kind of style of language that we're going for here when we talk about science so we we stuck with that and then when america kind of went and started to pull for itself they went you know what, aluminum makes more sense. Like, the guy was a big advocate for using the word aluminum anyway, and I believe he was out in America at the time and all that. So <laughs> it's like American English started to take all the way that words were originally said before uh, Before we kind of said, no, go fuck yourself, you do it right or you don't do it at all. And, like, like we command how our language should sound. Like, we, we don't, we, you can make up a word, that's fine, but if you want it in the dictionary, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's in our the word. Oxford, the Oxford English Dictionary is literally the official... English dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stupid dictionary. <laughs> they keep adding more words to it that I just don't like. <laughs> I 
I'm pretty sure YOLO's in it for fuck's sake. And that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it's it's an acro it's an acronym. Yeah. Yeah. Not Please tell me thought is is in the is in the Oxford English dictionary. Thought. I, You've never heard. You never have I you heard that term. I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the dictionary. To be honest, so you know that term, right? Yeah, thought. yeah, yeah. It's a very it's, 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 it's a very much American term, though. Like, because <laughs> you say thought, but like the thing is, is you guys don't use the word slag. I've, that's the first I've heard that word. So slag, and it's really funny as well because the thing is, is because slag is like an offensive kind of term that you use to describe a uh a, a slutty hoary woman the she-devil as it was um oh you know what I, you know what i do find fascinating so the word cunt in america it is a highly highly offensive thing to call women versus in the uk it's like it's a, more of a thing to use against men what sorry what word was that you dropped out on that cunt See, so this is I, I I love I love I love doing this. I love explaining this word to 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 people because the the way that we use it is fucking incredible. <laughs> like, um, wait. Also, real quick before you, do you still call your cigarettes fags? Yes. Okay, in America, that's a highly like homophobic slur. Yeah, yeah, it's not like <laughs> it's fine. Like, I'm going out for a fag is like a common say like i'm gonna go versus like and... calling someone a fag is is like yeah that's, i think people I think lost the, out over it i think at the same time though it's like well yeah but like I, 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 i'm bisexual and when i told someone i worked in construction and when i told the lads i worked with in construction first thing that one of them said to me literally i was like well i'm bi and his head just went so you're a faggot are you and i was just there like yes yes i'm a faggot and he was like all right and then all I've heard for like the two years I worked with them from that moment was faggot, calm down or do this. And it's like, it was one of those where it's like, <sighs> and like, it just, it spread everywhere I went. It's just fag, fag, fag. And it just became my name. Like literally every site manager just be like faggot. And I'll be like, right. Like we, we... Oh my God. I, I just, I just, I can't, I, my, my, my literal head is exploding. Imagine that happening in the U S yeah, like, this God. is. Like construction, I think is a really unique place anyway, because like in construction, I mean, U.S. construction sites would like U.S. construction sites would never get away with that. Seriously, no, like oh. yeah, seriously, that is grounds for a sexual harassment lawsuit. Like literally, Darn. that is that is like Except, that is six o'clock. That is that is like newspaper work. Like like a construction like like that is grounds for a lawsuit and a, a lawsuit that is easily won. By the way. Oh you know, like, God. like that is like that is Vice News. Like, oh, everyone just called me faggot. That was my nickname because I was gay. You're like, that is, that is like Twitter erupting into an outrage for five <laughs> years straight. Like, oh, like my my best I, friends that I've made in that job still call me faggot to this day. Like, it's how we talk to each other, and it's funny as fuck. I'm just, I'm just, my head is exploding just imagining that happening, Th even is... on a US. Like, construction is still a very manly industry, but even they in the U.S. wouldn't do that. See, this is like, the there's thing no with... way that would fly in the in, in, in the U.S. construction. This is the thing with, um, I think construction in the U.K., maybe more especially then, is that, like, we can be a lot more dickish about things. So, like, we're, a, I think, like, I've said it before to people, is, um we don't have feelings when it comes to words 
Like, words are just words. Who gives Books a shit what you say? Unnecessary. And, <laughs> and it's, it's because of, like, it's because of that that we can kind of get away with being so, so cruel to one another. To the fact that, like, I always explain this to people. The way that the word cunt works, and this is why it's my favourite word, is because in the UK, more often than not, there is there are two ways of saying the word cunt. Because you guys, I don't think, you're a bit more, uh, like, eloquent with how you like to, to speak, because you, you pronounce the letter T. Like, oh my sweet summer child you have not been to some places oh no I'm, I'm well i'm well aware that there are some that aren't anywhere near as eloquent as the british but um but in the I sense mean, the of Brit like, the british is literally in america the british is literally the standard for eloquent speaking yeah but the, it's more because you guys like your enunciation and you it's like you guys all like to riff on the whole bottle of water thing because it doesn't make sense that we don't use the letter t but it's like <laughs> fuck it you don't need the letter t like, uh, if, if you, I, but like, I want a bottle of water. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what's wrong with saying I just want a bottle of water? Like, I don't need teas. I'm on my computer, kind of thing. And it's like, it's one of those where like this is how we talk, and it's just very casual, relaxed. Like we we drop teas. My my grandfather doesn't pronounce my name properly because uh, it starts with an H, and like in the countryside, the letter H doesn't exist. So it's, so it's like you'll go, hey, Ugo. And you're like, you've known me for 26 years. How can you still not pronounce Hugo? And it's like, yeah, Hugo, come on. Hey, Ugo. Hugo, yeah. So like, Hugo, come on. It's it's stuff like that. I didn't but... know I was uh, I didn't know I was a uh, a brand of Slavic car. <laughs> but this is the thing. So like in in doing that, we've kind of like found a way of making words almost less offensive at times, because. If we You're don't pronounce them properly, such a cunt. Yeah. So this is the thing: is like, I can call and used to all the time. Like, like I just turn to me mother and be like, you know, you're a bit of a cunt. And it's like, people did not like the fact that I would use that word in certain places to to, to <laughs> like speak to my mother. But it was fine in some respect to say it to others. And it was one of those though where it's like. The word cunt is so unoffensive, especially, if, like, if, south of England. If, if, if I was in a family setting and I called my mother a cunt, she would backside, like, literally slap the shit out of me, and everyone would say, you deserve that. See, but this is where you went wrong, you see. You use that hard T, and the T changes everything. Because, like I said, we don't I mean, like you Brits know all about T's, don't you? Hmm? I mean, you Brits, you all know all about teas, don't you? Exactly, we do. <laughs> you're, the, you're, you're literally the expert on tea. Yeah, but this is the thing. is like So the way that we use the word cunt is really funny because we don't use the letter T. It's more just you're saying cunt. But if you really want to, like, if you want to let someone know that you're angry with them almost and you want to, like, properly scream at them, belittle them, and, like, let them know that they're a cunt, you, do, you don't go, oh, you're a cunt. You go, you're a fucking cunt. You know that? And, like, you really speak bit that tea at them because when like you start to like, yeah when you start to like fucking pronounce your words like people then know they're oh, like they brought up the pronunciation oh yeah crap, once pissed. pronunciation starts coming out it's like because like, it's almost like we've we've decided that the letter t is hard enough that like we can get aggression across with nothing but a quick t 
Because that, that like, almost you're a twat that, is, that, is that like almost, really harsh. That almost sounds like uh, you know, like uh, here in America when your mother's mad at you, it's like uh, Andrew Philip Warner. You know, it's like oh crap, he's a middle name. You're you're dead. Yeah, but for us, it's just you know they pronounced everything properly. <laughs> it's improper. They're pan- They're pan- fucking angry. It's not slang. Oh my god, they're, 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 they're using proper intonation. We're screwed. But that's the thing for us is like, for us, like, actual, like, spoken language that's, like, being pronounced, like, that, that means anger. Like, almost all the time. If you've got someone, it's like, unless they're, like, unless they're trained to have our, like, received pronunciation, like, they don't talk like that. People just don't don't talk like that like i don't really use the letter t when i say don't because i don't need a letter t you know i'm saying don't (laughs) and it's one of those where it's like we just in the uk almost like a lot of people have learned to drop a lot of a lot of the letters so that we can talk more uh more efficiently i I, I always like to joke and say well we've got a 23 letter alphabet in the united kingdom we just dropped three of them off because we didn't fucking need them (laughs) drop drop them off like they're a bunch of cut kids Pretty much. <laughs> you notice I use the proper pronunciation for that one too. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, so for us, like it's, it, the reason it's so much less offensive is just because for us, like if you're not, if you're not angry and you're not spitting it at you, then what's, what's the offense? Isn't so, there like a few words that are kind of the reverse to where like in America, they have no nothing, but like in Britain, they're highly offensive. I think there's a few of them. Um, I think you have some words that, like, we wouldn't say. Like what? Um... I'm, I'm trying to think. See, like, the, the first, the, the, the weirdest one for us is, like, it's become harder in the UK for a lot of people I found recently to try and talk about the black community in the United Kingdom because you guys have a different name for the black community because you call them African Americans, whilst <laughs> we don't call them the African English. Like, they're just black English. So, <laughs> black is still used in America. It's still yeah. Like, and, and, and it's like, and so, like some people say it's offensive. Other people, it's just whatever. Really, yeah, the, but... the, two, the, two, the two, it's 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 the N word that really has has like the and then and there's a casual version where it's anga. I'm I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. It's like the ga or the N- uh. <laughs> N-I-G-G-A. Is that that's the most yeah. I'll do? Is that's the casual like. That's mostly, like, blacks saying it to other blacks, you know, what up my, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. See, you know, I, like, you know, I think it's just so us... it's a word that, as a white person, I do not use. Like, sure, like, sometimes where I'm, like, with friends, you know, like, other friends, and they give me the N-word pass, like, but, like, in public, no. See, this, I, I have a friend, me and him, we've, we've been mates for about 10, 11 years now, and we we are he's from sweden and we are the worst human beings around each other because we like to see how far the other one will go and what like level of fucked up shit the other one will say and uh i was telling someone about uh, i was telling my partner about this and it's like the reason that we have agreed that being around each other isn't a smart move is because last time like i saw him we were chilling in a um like mcdonald's type place in sweden and we started like he started uh being like oh i bet you won't say this bet you won't do that kind of thing and i said to him like as we were walking out bet you won't yell um the n-word in swedish as we walk out the door 
right past that table of five big black dudes. And he literally did. No fucks given. Like, he just fucking did it and walked out like, no, no. problem whatsoever. Like, and the thing is, is like, yeah, he's he, like, he's fucking different for, for his willingness to use that. Like, I'm oh, happy to... Oh, oh, no, I, got, I, got, I got some for you. Alright, go on. I, 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 fanny pack. Yeah, we don't... We, yeah, it's weird that you call, call it a fanny. Because <laughs> in the United Kingdom, a fanny is another word for a vagina. <laughs> or, like, or, uh... Or, um, oh my god, we name, <laughs> okay, I got the best one here. We name our kids Randy. Yeah, that is weird. Because that's, or, or how, that's a feeling. How, or how, or how, um, we, 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 uh, we, co- we, we can call a kid Spunky. Yeah, again, we, no, you Or can't. like, or like, you say, or, that kid or like. That get you beaten can, up in school. Or, or, no, or like, um, I can just imagine, because I know Spunk is, like, sperm and, and uh in britain but like you say oh oh this thought uh, or like oh my, my daughter she's so full of spunk yeah like <laughs> like like I, I can just i can just see the looks you know we, we kind of laugh whenever you like a lot of english people kind of giggle at that kind of a statement like when when you hear like a dad say this is my eight-year-old girl she's full of spunk and you're like i'm sorry what <laughs> your eight-year-old's full of or, fucking what <laughs> or or um like oh yeah so like because you guys do that for peace but in the uk I mean, we, that's... we do we do this but like you know it's like you know yeah see in the uk you couldn't that's that's no that's a fucking like that's a no-no because <laughs> like it's weird i think it was like clash of clans got it pretty pretty spot on or something recently in like one of their ads but the reason that we have flicking like we call it flicking the v like you're giving someone the v and like the whole point of it is literally just down to the fact it's to do with when we were fighting like that's a british the version of the bird we we have the bird as well but for us <laughs> like so that's that's like a really old thing from when we were fighting the french during like the i want to say it was like the napoleonic era or something and it was mm-hmm. like um the reason that we did it was because we had really really because England, again, militarily, fucking, we've got some quality throughout history. We had, like, incredibly well-talented longbowmen. And it's really hard to fight a longbowman if he can hit you from 500 meters away and all you've got's a fucking sword. So, when you've got a problem like that, when you capture longbowmen and your French and you want to punish them for their uh, bastard arrogance of killing all your friends, you don't kill them. You chop off their two fingers that can draw a bow back. Nothing worse than a longbowman who can't I mean, fire a bow again. These... Oh wait, wait, no, no. Um, because like they could use these fingers. They but can try. Chop... They they chop off your index and your uh, middle finger, so you can't <laughs> draw. And that's literally so the whole the whole origin of they'd that... have to learn to they'd have to learn to like use the other hand. I guess. Yeah, but that's the thing. So the whole origin of it literally comes from it's a British insult to the French saying "fuck you." I can still fire a longbow. <laughs> that's like the whole point of it is a fuck you we can still fire our bows so um th- this is not really much of a gesture but more of an action like when this is more like when we want to like creep people out or just be like you know really fucking weird we do like this yeah you know it's, it's like licking the vagina kind of thing like is that do you does that in britain i mean you probably see it a little bit but like we don't 
I, I think I think first thing I think it was Dave Chappelle who who said in like one of his sets that like you know England's a weird country because like English guys are much happier giving head to women than anyone else, and he's like, but all your food tastes so fucking bad you probably don't even realize how bad it actually tastes, <laughs> and it's one of those where it's like yeah no in, in england guys are a lot apparent apparently like, i didn't realize this but apparently english guys are a lot more like down for for, for cunnilingus than than most you know what i you know i don't understand like, like in america ass licking is really becoming a thing yeah eating ass is really picked up out of nowhere and i'm like boys like that's that's a bit strange like why why are you sucking on a butthole <laughs> like i can understand you know like the vaginal thing like i've i've given head it's not Something I, I'm, like, uh, rip-roaring and ready to do, but, like, if a girl really wants to do it, sure, fine, you know, it's cool. See, uh, I, I, I've, I've, I've spent most of my life saying uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of giving head. I mean, my, my, my big thing is I'm more of a singer. Like, I can actually, like, I'm, like, I can't, like, this, this, this is where the conversation is. play a good amount of video games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, like, well, that's part of it, but, like, um, you know, it's, like, I'm actually pretty good at, like, giving fingering, because, like, it's not just the two fingers, you gotta, you know, um... Gotta get the tactics gotta, down right. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta, like, uh, you know, massage the clit a little bit, you know, like... See, yeah, but no, like, so, yeah, in England, though, I don't feel like you see the, the, the whole gesture of, like, the whole, like, I, I feel like it's way more of, like, I did it when I was, like, eight or nine, and then it stopped. Yeah... Here, it's just more like, a, it's not really an offensive thing, it's more just like creeping people out, like, you know, because like, even, uh... I feel like American, the only like, the only people you'd creep out in the UK doing that to would probably be a woman from across a bar, and there is a slight chance that she would just look back at you and uh, make some sort of obscene gesture in return. I mean, honestly, the most likely react. I mean, you, you even run the risk of turning a woman on. See... English women, English women, I, 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 they're, they're a bit 50-50, actually. <laughs> no, it's just English are a little more open with sex. Like, here's, here's the thing that I, I always, like, when it comes to, like, the difference between violence and sex. In the U.S., it's like, we can do decapitations, blood, guts, gore, the most violent scene imaginable on daytime television, but don't you dare show a nipple. But in the U.K., it's reversed, where it's like, you guys are more open with sex, you know, but, like, violence, you seem, like, it's, like, it's just really weird, like, you, you view us, our, our, you know, like, our blasé about violence versus, like, you know, it's, it's really weird. Yeah, I think, I think it, I think we kind of look at, look at your thing with violence, like, with the American kind of view of violence is a bit, almost, to, 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 to quote, like, Hermione Granger, barbaric, it's, it, it's one of those where it's, like, I think in the UK we look at a lot of violent things we go with well that's just uncivilized isn't it whilst like you guys are a lot more game for fucking like talking about it and like i think part of it comes from the cultural difference of you know you got it you got to deal with it like yeah that shit happens like gun gun violence is a thing people get murdered a lot more out there fight, than they do out here fight, and... aggression yeah, like you There's have more a lot aggression more, on a daily basis. Yeah, you have a lot more aggressive stuff going on. Whilst in the UK, I think like less aggression for us, a lot more like I think sexual freedom is kind of a thing that like we're pretty big on. Like you know, and I yeah. think especially as the years have gone on, like uh, for example, you I assume you know who Alan Turing is. Best gay man. 
uh, was forced to chemically castrate himself, and he died. He also developed a code during World War II that was not cracked by the Nazis. Yeah, like this. This is this is the guy who surface broke level, things, surface like, level. Yeah, like so he broke the Enigma code. Um, was a war hero for it. Then they found out by accident. Essentially, a police officer found out that he was gay, which at the time was a punishable offense. So they castrated him, and eventually, I think it was he took his own life trying to rebuild his like whilst he was trying to rebuild his machine, because you know. We're fucking terrible people. His options were, though, prison or chemical castration. And he picked chemical castration. So, but, like, well, I think... Well, to be fair, if he would have gone to prison, he would have gotten beaten up literally every day. I don't know. He might have just met a bunch of other gay dudes in there and... <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, there's no gayer place than, than a penitentiary. Yeah, there's, well, there's no gayer place than a place where you're locking up a bunch of gays, is there? Like... I know what will stop him from sucking oh, dick. Let's mean, put him you... with 12 other men who like sucking oh, dick. Oh, you mean like a Navy cruise ship? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, like but... no, no, okay, no, no joke. I literally had a guy say, oh, I wouldn't want to enter, uh, enter the Navy because there's just something about putting a bunch of dudes into a metal can for six months at a time. You know, it's just very homophobic remark. Just, you know, like, in the Navy. I mean... <laughs> I, I had a friend who wanted to join the Navy and, like, they they used to sing that to him all the time. <laughs> I used to be like, in the Navy! <laughs> I think, what was it? The lines that they that we all used to sing was in the Navy, where they sail the seven seas in the Navy, where they've got the boys down on their knees. <laughs> I mean, uh, Prince Philip was in the Navy. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay, one, one thing I will say is... Uh, uh, Prince Andrew was in the Falklands, like he actually was in the. Oh line yeah, of fire. yeah, like he was. So give he him was some credit hero. for that. Give him some credit for that. Like also the balls of of of, of uh, Prince Prince uh, Queen Elizabeth letting Andrew go there. Yeah, like you know, like I mean, to be fair, I think she probably let him go there with the hopes he got hit with a fucking bullet. But I thought I thought Andrew was her favorite though. He probably was before he was touching kids, but <laughs> but this is the thing is like you know like. With, with all the royals that aren't actually our next in line, they go and serve on the front lines because it's part of, like, it's almost part of their duty. Like, they don't mm. have to, but I think we kind of expect it of them to because in the nicest way, the fuck are you protecting your life for? No offense, but you're you're only here for if your brother dies. Like, in the night, it's horrible as yeah, it sounds. Yeah, William was like, a helicopter pilot, wasn't he? Yeah. But, like, he was not in the fucking front of the action, like, as a helicopter pilot, because we are not losing one, like, the next man in line to be, like, the, the leader of a country, because that, that can't fucking happen. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's he can like now, he's we're... had a kid, so we don't give a shit, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I hope he becomes king, because he's going to have to repair a lot of damage. Yeah, he's going to be a hopefully with Hopefully with Charles, he has an uneventful reign. And it's just like, oh, Charles is here. He's cool. He's not really saying or doing anything. And then William appears like, oh, we're happy now. Well, the biggest the biggest hope is that Charles can keep the Commonwealth together in the time that he is king. Because the problem is, is every time you get a new figurehead of state, you have to reconvince all the countries in the Commonwealth that they want to stay in the Commonwealth. And uh, no offense, but the Commonwealth games aren't really the greatest selling point. So, I mean, we had the Evictus games <clears throat> going for a little bit. Yeah, 
which I'm pretty sure Prince Harry's no longer allowed to have anything to fucking do with, almost. And that was his shit. Like, he actually fucking founded that himself. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, if Prince Harry wanted back and did this Megan, it would be very easy to integrate him back, and people would probably forgive him without too much trouble. Well, people people aren't angry at him, because no one thinks it's him. No one sits there saying Harry's in the wrong. We, I think a lot of people have sat there saying, like, you know, he, he probably should have told her to shut the fuck he's, up. He's very emasculated. It. Like, but, if anything, people think he's kind of a wuss or whatever, you know, like... I mean, I, I think like a lot of a lot of people have said before, it's like in the nicest way, it's like, what the fuck? How the fuck are you emasculating? One, the Prince of England, like there there aren't many people on this planet more powerful than him. Like, you I know, I just got to say this. The pussy is very powerful. I mean, I think pussy whipped is the only way to describe it. Like, I she mean, has yeah, got to much. be fucking amazing. <laughs> To yeah, want to he's, fucking he's, put up with that, like the crazy uh, I, hot scale. He's got to. He's got to have some bomb ass head. I mean, it's. It, I've watched enough How I Met Your Mother to know the crazy hot scale dictates she's got to be fucking mental when she's naked to be uh, okay with that fucking level of crazy. <laughs> but no, like he could. He 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 could come back and people wouldn't be as upset. He can no literally one... get any woman in the world he wants. Yeah, and like not only not only does he have the status. But also, he's pretty good looking. Even now, he's still pretty good looking. Um, and plus, he's actually pretty charming. So it's like, yeah, he's funny as well. Like the British people like like him because he's funny. Like he, I, 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 I here's here's my prediction. Uh, he comes back to Britain. He casts off Meghan Markle, and he announces, "Oh, so I'm dating uh, Emma Watson now." <laughs> See, now, <laughs> I, I reckon a lot of people would actually back him dating Emma Watson because we all like Hermione Granger. She was she. She was every she was every teenage boy's fucking crush. Like, let's be honest. Like, ima- like imagine how crazy it would be if Hermione fucking Granger started became, dating Harry. Like, yeah, you know, like became the fact, that, like the, the fact that they're actually similar in age, just like, oh, like, <laughs> and the fact that it would actually work, you know, like, <clears throat> and it's like Hermione becoming a royal. Everyone would probably be like, Hermione Granger is is, is royal now. Okay. More people picking up books in the hopes. <laughs> Maybe I can marry a princess too if I read. <laughs> but no, like, with 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 Harry, like, I think he's... The longer he stays out, the harder it becomes for him to come back. Solely for the fact it's like, um, if you saw anything of the funeral, uniquely he was actually, like, two paces behind his brother the entire time. They made no eye contact, didn't speak. Like... William and Charles are kind of almost at the point of he could go fucking die for all they care. Like, they aren't happy, but it's like, it's not that they aren't happy with him, it's that they aren't happy that he can't stop his wife from doing all this shit. You don't think they've tried to talk to him about it? I mean, I think, I think they tried, but the problem is, is like, he, well, he got he's gotten himself into more shit he went to a fucking funeral for his nan and didn't sing the national anthem he stood there with his mouth shut and it's like you're the prince of fucking england that's the national anthem you sing like that's that's like there's a few things in this world we expect of you and like you singing the national anthem whenever it is fucking played is kind of one of them as a the only thing i can think they can do is just keep the door open for him that's really is give him that out 
And I think that's really the only thing they can do for him is just have him know that he has that out if he wants to take it. Because, like, if he doesn't have that out, he's just going to keep doubling down on it, you know? Like, if he knows if he knows that all he has to do, like, if he wants to get out, just make one phone call and they'll be there for him. That that it's just that that's just a matter of time. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Yeah. Well, I think his his honestly the biggest like fuck up he made was what he named his kid. What do you name his kid? Uh, Lilibet. Oh. Which isn't a problem. But I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, Lilibet was born after the besmirching of the queen. So to then go and name your child after the queen is a bit of a fucking slap in the face when you're busy being like, oh yeah, she's a bitch, but I named my daughter after her. And you're like, how do you how do you come to the conclusion that I'll name my kid after this this woman, but she's the fucking devil? Well, <laughs> it, there's also the fact that like once he does come clean, it can very easily, the narrative can be changed to where it's like, that was me getting a rebellion that I always, you know, kind of thought, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would like to see the return of the prince. He, he, again, he was probably the most beloved royal of them all. Like, you can I think, hate I him. think probably it's just he's got to reach his breaking point, you know. I mean, all I say is I hope it doesn't end like it did uh, did the last time a royal got divorced. That It was a messy one. It was a very messy one. Plus, so many paparazzi got a bad rap for that, you know? <laughs> you know what's really crazy is that, like, Princess Andrew and, and his wife actually had actually had a pretty decent divorce. Like, they're actually, like, friendly still to a point, you know? Like, is, isn't it crazy? Like, like you know? To and be fair, children... you won't have seen this. He groped his daughter at the Queen's funeral. He pulled a Biden. Oh, I don't think Biden would have done what Andrew did. Andrew? Biden? There, there's dozens of videos of Biden literally sniffing children's hair in the middle of ceremonies. See, now that's that's a bit weird. Prince Andrew was stood next to his daughter holding her on, like, the waist. Like, you know, whilst they're stood in front of, like, a place placing down some flowers. In mourning of his mother's death. And then as he goes to place the flowers down, his hand follows him down. He curves it round his daughter's ass, carries it down with him, puts it on the inside of her left leg, and then as he comes back up, his hand goes straight up and follows up the crack. And, like, that was on national television live. <laughs> Sorry. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling sick. Uh, oh. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And I like his daughters. I think the daughters are pretty well adjusted. I think they're good people. I think like, they have. I mean, she's pretty well adjusted. She fucking played it off like her dad didn't just fucking grab her, grab her cunt at, like uh, in the middle of the fucking street. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he did that. I was fucking honestly. The like, worst part is, if he's that brazen, you know, this isn't the first time he's he's done that to them. I offended someone by calling him a like by saying that I don't think he should have royal duties, and they were like, "For what reason?" And I was like, "Well, because of everything that happened." And they went, "What? What happened?" And they got very defensive with me, and I went, "I said, if I have to use the air quotes, I went, I guess it would be the allegations." And they went, "Yeah, allegations, because he didn't get prosecuted, because he hasn't done anything wrong." And I went, 
It's hard to get prosecuted in America when you're too big a pussy to go over there because you know if you go over, you'll get fucking done for raping a girl. I was like, he's a fucking pedophile. I went, if he went to America, he'd be done. I went, he managed to drop it outside in the UK. I went, because he's a king. Well, he's not even a king. He's a royal. But, you know. Why Why don't they do stuff more with Prince Edward? Because, like, him, he seems like a really cool dude. Because he was the least important. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem the, the way that royal families work is it, it's a bit mental because like the the rule with royal families is um like first, Anne was the second born heir and a spare is the yeah. common terminology andrew was a spare yeah like that's kind of how they all work is like you know george george was born and then his sister was born heir and spare mm-hmm and like so that's kind of how they work and also like royal families just kind of need to pop them out the sec like once they're married nine months later there should be a kid it's yeah. very unlikely that after marriage there's not a kid within like nine to ten months yeah because like, like literally on that wedding night you better be uh you're consummating like that's your job <laughs> yeah like the like the fucking royals just kind of know their, their their job and it's insane and like Oh, mate, it's a fucking different world with those people. Yeah. I mean, they have more diamonds that sit on the fucking head of the leader of this country than, like, anyone else ever fucking needs. I mean, what are the crown jewels worth over a billion dollars in and of themselves? Yeah, like, I think... individual diamonds are worth tens of millions of dollars. Well, what is it? It's one of the... I want to say it's actually the, the, the crown that is like the diamonds that are used are like all from the like the largest diamond ever found on like the fucking planet yeah and shit like that and you're like yeah also the fact that it's the crown of england adds some some value as well yeah and that it's i was watching something else as well where people are like questioning whether they're gonna give up the uh scepter and orb in this in this coronation of charles because like it, it, it's all about the uh christian global dominance and all that shit and i'm like bro it's it's tradition we're not getting rid of that I'm like they're not gonna get rid of the sphere and like the, the orb and scepter i'm like i mean the king is literally this. the he's the head of the church of england like that's yeah you're looking at it like people are like oh the whole it's point all this christian bullshit and you're like he's anointed he's anointed by god like yeah that's <laughs> the whole point of the coronation is to be anointed by yeah. god it is a re the coronation is a religious ceremony yeah, I think a lot of people, like, I saw loads of woke people being like, well, he's not going to do any of that because it's all this Christian bullshit. And you're like, the whole fucking point is Christian. Like, the idea is that they are no diff, like, the, the, the king and queen of England are essentially the equivalent of the Pope. They have been selected by the divine almighty to be the leader of this country. I mean, even to this day, a person in line for the throne cannot marry a Catholic. You know, like well. literally, even now that is like I think they've changed it so that people who are not in line can marry a Catholic. Like they've 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 and that was only changed like I think what ten years ago. Something stupid. But you know, I mean, gotta have rules. Can't go fucking crazy here. Next, you'll be expecting us to allow them to marry a fucking Mormon or something. Like what the fuck is wrong? Like, come on. <laughs> There's only one religion and one God here. <laughs> well, uh. <laughs> Well, don't get too crazy. Next, you'll be saying they can marry a Jew. Oh, fucking. No. Well, that I mean, would be blasphemy. I mean, the, I'll be honest about the, you know, like, it, though. They, they can't because it's it's not even it's not even about the religion at that point. It's just about the fact they're like 87% German. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the royal family has been was, was literally German up until the latest generation. 
the royal family wasn't like changed their last name during the second world war because it was german yeah, because... yeah. and it's like a lot of people in england seem to not know that that like literally if they were german the guy who was meant to be king of england before george the sixth he was a fucking Nazi sympathizer during the Second World War. I think that was Philip our original was. king. <laughs> like, Philip, Philip, yeah, was, like, Philip was fantastic friends with the Nazis because German. His sister, his sister yeah, because like, uh, his sister was literally a Nazi. There, there are photos of him walking around like with Hitler and shit. And oh think... yeah, the the, the uh, uh, Edward was it? Um, yeah, it said um... uh, Edward walking around with Hitler. Philip. There are pictures this of was him after doing the, some this Nazi is... shit. Well, well, to be fair, that was before he came to uh, came to Britain and you know married you know Elizabeth and whatnot. Yeah, but then there are um, photos that have recently popped up of Elizabeth doing what seems to be a uh, Nazi salute because a lot of their nannies and whatnot when they were kids were also Nazi sympathizers because when you are predominantly German. You kind of sympathize with the nation of Germany, even if you are the ruler of England. Yeah, they didn't put any uh, British blood black back, back into the royal uh, family until Princess Diana came along. Good old bit of British humor. <laughs> Got to remind yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, to be to be fair, there's been like Kate Middleton kind of coming into it, and then can't believe the Americans have infiltrated the royal family. I apologize. Yeah, it's okay. It's not an important section of it. Within three generations, they'll be forgotten about anyway. So. It's kind of how it goes. If you're not, if you're not the one in line, you're gonna disappear into fucking obscurity and about. But at least, uh, at least with, but at least with, uh, you know, Kate Middleton, Princess Diana, you know, that brings a lot of British blood back into it. Yeah. You know, I think give it a few more generations, the German blood should be bred out. Who knows? It's probably secret German everywhere in them. Honestly, you uh, probably do like one of those twenty three of me DNA test kits and even though that like they've they've been with Kate and Kate's English, you do it on George and George will still come up ninety nine point nine percent German. <laughs> You're like, how the fuck you like there's just that much German in them? <laughs> I mean hell, my, my a lot of my uh heritage comes from like you know, British Isles and whatnot, you know, I mean you just kinda tell it just by looking at me. <laughs> the like honestly of, the joys of that, that, that British Isles uh <laughs> complexion in it like yeah because like i have a lot of scottish irish you know kind of what in, in me and whatnot i mean like look at the fucking hair like literally if i had the accent you you would probably think i was irish <laughs> like oh if i if i if i had better than this than the shite than the shite uh irish accent which is somehow also scottish for some reason <laughs> you'd uh you think you think i was uh i, I was actually uh irish yeah and yes I just put some some Russian into my Irish accent, yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'm just taking the piss. Oh, it's quality. That was me taking the piss. Oh, that was fucking funny. That actually got me. That got me quite good. Just a never never ending shift uh, of uh, shift of uh, accents. Ah, uh, laddie, you 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 let you want some Scottish in ya? Well. I, I, I guess I can arrange that. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm a terrible human being. Uh, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd fit in fine in England. That's pretty much how, as good as our Scottish impressions go as well. 
Yeah, we, we might could, be neighbors uh, with them, but they're fucking they're inaudible people ninety percent of the time. So I mean, they literally eat heath liver. So fuck fuck what they eat. They just don't speak English. <laughs> oh my god! I've got I've got uh, Scottish I mean... relatives and whatnot, and like there's there's a guy who's dating like my auntie. He's from Scotland. I love him. He's he's lovely. He's called Simon. I barely understand him when he's had no beer in him. After two beers, <laughs> I don't fucking get it. It's just grunting. In the nicest I mean, way, to, I love him, but it is just grunting after like two beers. He's uh, like, oh, you know, and you're like, was that even fucking English? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> also, Scottish Twitter is a thing. Scottish Twitter. <laughs> also, uh, you're going to have a hell of a time uh, editing down this four hour episode. <laughs> Ah, it'd be re- it's nice and easy. I got to cut out a few bits, and then it's almost like a straight upload. I, I, I'm quite lucky to be honest at this point. I have like a good little like template laid out for a lot of my editing, so I finally figured out how to semi-reduce all my problems. Honestly, it's rendering. Rendering's the bitch of everything at the moment. Like oh, rendering yeah. can take up to twelve hours on on my PC. What are you What are you using? Like a six uh sixteen sixty for this shit? Like seriously? Uh, what is in this thing? I'm not even sure. <laughs> Rendering is very, de- it's, it's like video card dependent. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I put it through, I put it through encoder, but part of the problem is, is I, I prefer to, to render predominantly in like uncompressed formats. So you're saying you like to go in raw? I like to go in raw, you know, and because of that, I'm not rendering out like five gig of fucking like video. I'm rendering out like fucking 30 to like, I, what was it? My render the other day, because I use Adobe as well and Adobe's fucking annoying for its rendering system. Yeah. Like Adobe in the nicest way, they, 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 they didn't do a good job when it came to rendering everything else. Perfect. But rendering sucks. Adobe, they're fucking cunts. Yeah, they they they, they try and screw you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm making sure to emphasize that T. Damn right though. It's like they they are assholes. Like they they I I have CS6 and I got like um Windows 11 on this PC and I went to put in my old, one of my old hard drives to launch up CS6 and it wouldn't launch on Windows 11. I don't know any of the logins from when I got CS6 12 13 fucking years ago. I don't remember any of that crap. It's been over a decade. And it's like, so what can I do? Well, you can buy uh, Adobe CS6 again, or you can you can get the like Creative Cloud package that you pay monthly on. And I was there like, well, no. There is a third option. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I know the better option here. I was like, I need to get access to a trial again. And it's because I'm really sad. I know this. I know what file changes Adobe from inactive to an active account. Like, within their thing so i was like all i have to do is go in my old active cs6 find the one like file i need copy it and then paste it into every adobe i install again and boom it's all back i'm like i'm not fucking paying you two grand again <laughs> i mean piracy is always an option but you know <laughs> it's always an option i just i i, I can't promote such mis- misbehavior <laughs> Yes, uh, you are you are you are a gentleman and a privateer. I'm a saint, honestly. <laughs> you literally have the hair of the devil, so. Well, yeah, 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 and half I mean, his attitude. You're, <laughs> you you have you have his hair, and you literally have no soul, so. It is true. It is sad, but true. I mean, I'm not one to speak. I li- I have no soul either, so. 
I've always said to people whenever they've decided to mock me on being ginger, I've always joked though and said, like, you can say I have no soul, but keep this in mind. It means at least I know where I'm going when I die. <laughs> and I've always gone with, and here's what you got to consider. I'm like, if my soul's been there, oh, I'm like, if my soul's been there since, like, before I got there, I'm like, do you reckon I've been given a promotion by the time I die? Because I reckon I'm your whipping boy. I'm not, I'm not getting whipped, bitch. I'm whipping. <laughs> And you'll whip it good. Yeah. it's. I, I, <laughs> I, I've always joked about it, saying, like, realistically, I'm like, gingers, just every time people want to insult them, I'm like, just, just, if people want to say you got no soul and all that shit, I'm like, just, just, just make the point. It's like, true. But if we go on this devilistic bullshit, then uh, that's fine. I'm going to peel your skin off. And when people look at you like you're a mentalist, you go, well, you know, devil, devil I mean, spawn, aren't I? <laughs> I mean, and I'll say, I mean, if we're going to go Christian moralism, you're literally gay, so... Uh, my spot's already there. You're you're just gonna you know yeah, who, who, who do you think's gonna be whipping you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I've always argued with that. Uh, I, I like saying it's me grandmother who's a deep deeply religious woman these days. I, I always like to say to her my my idea would be that hell would be the better place to go. I'm like you got to think to go to hell. I have to do everything the big man upstairs said isn't okay. I'm like and you're telling me that the guy he kicked out of heaven is really fucking sat there saying, yeah, I'm going to do his bidding. I'm going to torture the people who don't follow his rules. I'm like, that place, that's going to be titties and, t and like, just unhealthy shit. I'm like, that's going to be Ranger. sodomy. I'm like, that's going to be beer. That's going to be poker. I'm like, there's going to be strippers. I'm like, none All of the that asses. shit in heaven. All the asses. Yeah, All I'm like, I, I was like, everyone down in hell, I said, it's going to be having a rager of a time when because they didn't <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it might be a bit hot, but I don't give I mean, a fuck. I mean... I mean, just just makes the ragers even hotter. Exactly. It's like you get to yeah. you get to huff sulfur fumes in in hell. Like there's probably some dope kicks to that. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this is so blasphemous. It's terrible. It's all right. It's all right because yeah. it's Christianity, and we're allowed to insult Christianity. It's the rest yeah, of them that you're not allowed to insult. Yeah, yeah. Like Chris, Christians, uh, they're they're evil. Uh, they're evil cunts. Uh, they're all they're Muslims. all. They're all pedophiles who steal souls and and lie to you and all that. Like that's just yeah. Christianity. But... Yeah, those Muslims. Uh, I know there there's a bunch of them grooming people in the UK, but they're they're okay. They're okay. Yeah, it's just fine. Yeah, they're they're they have gangs that literally uh, kidnap and sex traffic kids here in the UK, but they're all right, blokes. Uh, I'll, I'll grab a non-alcoholic beer with them sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, that's how you know they're good people though, because they don't drink. Talking to Brits because I always leave with a smile on my face. Ooh, we are fucking. I, I I will say we have got. Are like, you Brits? Are fucking hilarious. We're just fucking. We're ruthless. We are just ruthless for a joke. Like you got. You guys are so much fun to mess around with because like you guys are the best. I I think it's like the reason that people don't like Ricky Gervais though is because he. It's not because what he does is offensive. It's because what he does is just British. It's he doesn't fucking care about you and your feelings he wants to say it because it's crossed a line and that line means it's funny yeah <laughs> it's like it's like i remember watching uh, or seeing on twitter someone kicking off because someone had uh, put up like his clip from the golden globes was like well i know you're all upset because your best friend epstein died and like everyone sat there in silence and he's like well don't act like it's not fucking true he's like you were friends with him <laughs> 
And it's like all these fucking faces of famous Hollywood actors who have known him for years. Like, mm. and he's like, yeah, you've all gone silent. And someone commented being like, I hope he doesn't host again. And it's like, he made them all uncomfortable. And it's like, yeah, they were uncomfortable because they all openly were friends with a guy that they knew was a pedophile. And, also, uh... <laughs> also, here's the other thing. The Golden Glows brought him in specifically for that reason. Yeah. Like, they brought him exactly in for like how many years in a row? He's funny. <laughs> Cause, cause, like, honestly, the gold, that Golden Globes is like the, the Epstein stuff was still. If it was anyone else, and they just tried to pretend as normal, it would have been a disaster. They needed to bring in Griggy Gervais in to insult them. To be like, hey, we're in on the joke now. We're cool. See, I, I've always said the, the thing as well is like, cause the whole cancel culture is really fucking bad. But yeah. you can't cancel people like uh, we. It's one of those where it's like you can't cancel British people. You can't cancel us. It's fucking hard to cancel a British person because for the most part, we don't fucking care. And it's like the people who support like KSI has had people try and cancel him for his shit. And like people are there like, no, shut the fuck up. It's KSI. He's going to do it. And it's like when people try and cancel Ricky Gervais for his jokes and his comments on things. And it's like, oh, my God, you're so offensive. And it's like, shut the fuck up. It's comedy. Get over yourself. Like the British are like, just shut the fuck up we want to have a laugh at this and like if you get offended it's even fucking funnier <laughs> like if i go to a comedy show and the comedian makes the guy in the front row cry i'm not stood there going with what a terrible show i'm going <laughs> what a fucking puff in the front row crying like that so <laughs> i was like i don't think you can cancel i mean i know they cancelled jk rowling a bit but um even then that was ineffective yeah, and like I've I've got trans friends who really don't like her, and they call her a turf. And I'm like, I think that calling her a turf is one counterproductive, but two, I'm like, she's not a turf for saying that men can do some bad things. I'm like, you're all offended by what she said, but really, what she's saying is that some men do awful things. For example, there are these transsexual prisoners at the moment they're in all like women's jails because they're a trans woman and then all of a sudden there's 13 pregnant fucking inmates because he's raped them and you can't stand there and tell me it's like yeah no that's that's not a bad man i'm like that's a fucking man that's a bad fucking man there i'm like that's <laughs> that's a level of fucking and then you get there. the whole trans people in, in women's sports debacle uh, I mean, I've always said, like, look, if you if you want to compete, I think you can have your own league. But it's like you can't you can't pretend it's even fair. Um, I, like my partner gets really offended when I say that kind of stuff. I'm like, but it's not fair. And she's like, well, men aren't really that better. And I'm like, no, biologically, in the nicest way to you, we are. And like men are. Wasn't, wasn't there like wasn't there like an event some time ago where it's like a women's professional soccer team? Went up against like a sixteen-year-olds, yeah, and they got and beaten they like eleven nil. Like it was, it wasn't like it was, it wasn't like it was a fucking blowout. Yeah, like the the boys won because it's like I don't, I it's like I don't say it to be horrible. I don't say it because I dislike women. I believe women should have the opportunity to do everything, but it's like you know, I also believe that you need to be realistic. It's like saying that you can do the same like women in in my opinion saying that they can do the same as men in like a lot of physical activities 
is in my opinion like me saying that i can deadlift the equivalent like the same as dwayne the rock fucking johnson it's like no i can't it's a different fucking game with someone who's got biology that greatly fucking outweighs me See, here's my view on the difference between the genders women do some stuff better than men men do some stuff better than women you know, that's a fact yeah you know it's we're meant to work together. I, I, I always go with, realistically, it's, 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 women are good at certain things, men are good at certain things, and then we have an overlap where we can all do it together. And it's like, most jobs, I agree, we can all do. There are like, for example, that... women, like, women mathematicians or in the sciences, that's a yeah. perfect one, because, like, a lot of women are really good at math or organizing and shit, you know? Yeah, and it's like, you know, there's, there's nothing that says that, that you aren't, no, like no, there's no situation. reason why there's no reason like women in like men and women are equal in STEM. Yeah, honest, in STEM but this is the thing is like, I, I, I'm like, I think that there is a level of equality that we can all agree to. But I'm like, but I think that the problem is, is everyone's trying to make a level of equality that you can't agree to. And it's because it's like you're asking me to deny basic biological factors that and it's like I've said to my partner, because like I said to my partner on many occasions, I'm like, but you have to understand that men are physically in the nicest way. I'm like, for the most part removing flexibility where women tend to outperform us incredibly reaction like, time it's like we are just we're kind of physically greater and it's not because we're you know oppressive men i'm like it's but i'm like it's because if you look at the way our muscle works the way your muscle works like we have more what's called twitch react like twitch muscle and like it means our, our our muscles move faster and quicker and like a lot harder than yours do i'm like that's not on you for for not having it i'm like that's just an unfair advantage of biology and evolution yeah so it's like we have to be able to agree i'm like the reason that we all think it's unfair for a man to hit a woman is because you fucking know i can take your teeth out in one swing where you could hit me 12 times in the face likelihood is you're not going to even give me a nosebleed and it's like the reason being i'm just big and fucking strong unfairly and naturally it's See, like, I, don't uh, like it. I, I agree with that the problem is, it's giving women like a thing, like, "Oh, I can hit men all I want." He's not yeah, gonna hit that's back. that's what I dislike. But I've always said to, like, I said to people all the time, I've, I, I'm a big believer in it. I've said, "Look, I'm like, I'm not a feminist. I'm an equal opportunist, which means that you have an equal opportunity of catching these hands." And I'm like, so keep in mind, I'm like, I'm on your side, but you swing for me, I'm gonna swing for you. I'm like, and my hit's gonna fucking hurt. Because <laughs> like, here, because here's the thing, a woman can attack you. For like twenty minutes, all all man has to do is get fed up. One punch, the thing's over. I've, I've, I'm not I've saying you should punch women. Like I I feel like because it's it's even to the point where a man restraining a woman is considered violence. Oh, I've i le legitimately I've I I got arrested um two years ago, uh not charged. Like, like I'm like like honestly, in a perfect world, a man should try and de-escalate as much as he can. You know, if he can restrain them, he should do that. If he absolutely has to, like, hit the woman, then fine. But that's, like, last, 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 last resort, you know. Because us, you know, as men, we would be a lot easier to, like, just put our arms and just restrain them or whatever, you know. Or, or like, you, you know, a woman's attacking you and you reflexively push them away. And because it's the reflex, it's usually pretty hard. And then they go tumbling, suddenly you're a, an evil person. I literally like so I, I had it. I got arrested for uh, assaulting a uh, someone, which wasn't really even assault. Like it all got dropped because it was classified as self-defense. Um, 
and it like it involved a woman and it happened on a few occasions with 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 this person and um at one point they had contacted the police to claim i had slammed their head into a wall so i had to deal with the police and they were like so give us a breakdown of what happened they were like well they, they she's claimed that you've you've slammed her head into a wall and i literally looked at them and i went no 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 i went the wall was eight foot to the right and ten foot to the left i went she slapped me i went and i put my hand on her shoulder i went all right boom and went fuck off then i went and sadly i went she forgets i'm fucking big i'm quite strong i went and that boom i went was enough to throw her with force essentially i was like it's not like she fucking like i lifted her off the ground and put her head to the wall i said i didn't put her head to a wall i said i just grabbed her by the shoulder and shunted her out the way I was like, it's unfair. I was like, it's cruel. I said, and I probably hurt her. I went, not sorry. I was like, she fucking hit me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like I, uh, I was like, what do you want from me? I was like, self-defense is self-defense. If it's excessive, I'm sorry. But I was like, I didn't fucking punch her. Yeah. Like, um, liter like literally, I remember the situation a bu uh, buddy of mine told me where it's like, um, he was getting into arguing with a girlfriend. The girlfriend literally took a kitchen knife and stabbed his side. And, and he punched her to, to, like, get her off of him. Because she was trying to, like, fucking stab him. So they called the cops. And the cops arrive. He literally has this big bloody wound on his side. And she's, like, you know, like, you know, he, you know like her eye. They arrest him. Well, yeah, because a woman can't start a fight. <laughs> literally, you know, she, he, she just tried to murder him. But, you know, of course, the man is at fault. But anyway, we should probably be uh, wrapping this yeah, up. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm probably going to want to wrap this up in a minute. All Otherwise, right. it's going to be a very, very long episode. All right. Well, but that's all right. Um, but I will just quickly... I was gonna say okay. I will just quickly say before you go. Firstly, thank you for for all the time you've been will like willing to give, and obviously before you go, if you would like to just once again tell everyone uh, what right. they need to go and support for you. All right, check out Screecher on Indiegogo. Launches October seventh. We run in for about thirty days. It's a really cool comic inspired by Batman and like the DC comics of late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Project Access One. YouTube search uh, the Phoenix Press, and then also on Indiegogo search Screecher. Thank you. Like I said, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pop it all in the description for you anyway. So like every anyone who's watching or listening, it'll all be in the description of the podcast somewhere for your uh, for your links to your Indiegogo, your Twitter, and all of that. Sounds good. So if anyone's interested in uh, looking at your work, supporting you, or anything like that, they can just click along, go and check it out, and Sounds I'm good. sure it'll be entertaining enough for them. And again, <laughs> just like thank you very much for your.